Okay, we're here. We did it. All right, man. It gets me in the mood, man. It does. It Every primes time. you, you know. It's interesting. I'm kind of picking it apart in a more analytical way. At least I wasn't that You're like time. learning the lyrics and shit yeah, like and that. Yeah, and kind of had the musical <laughs> transitions, like how that kind of affects your emotions. Last week, you <laughs> nailed the end. You said the word changes, and that's the end of the song. Oh, it's it's getting welcome to the show, everybody. I am yes. Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. We're back with a guest this week, as you can see up top above us. We have Kevin Kellum. Yes. Comedian, hey. of course. Welcome, Kevin. What's, um, what's going on in La La Land? You guys are in La La Land. <laughs> no. This is true. <laughs> Kevin, it's a little chilly out this week. We've been a little brisk in L.A. What's, I know. What's, what's an L.A. chilly? What's an L.A. 60, chilly? What? Anywhere in the 60s. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's Come truth. on. You guys are totally out of your Chicago funk. I know I you don't... guys are from Chicago. <laughs> Do you know an, what, an though, LA dude? An L.A. 60 is like a, an LA 60 is like a Chicago 85. It, you know? Yeah. And here's the thing, though. It turns you into a pussy. Oh, it, without a doubt. Because without a doubt. it's a very dry, brisk 65. I have been outside of the improv shivering like it's got to be 47 degrees and i'll look at my phone and it'll be 68 degrees yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's like a desert cold to get a breeze that goes on but i like it oh, i open I my windows that, at night though. you know and yeah I can sleep well i have a down comforter it can be 85 in the middle of the day and like 61 at night it, it, it's a great temperature contrast it's nice and cool i like it i like it yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt that it, it's an improvement last night i went to a party uh, with about like 10 folks and older comics, older guy. CJ Sullivan was there. Couples were there. We, we were, we were in a guy's backyard and he has a fire pit. And mm -hmm. one of the women was wearing winter clothing. That's how cold she was. And it was like probably 58. Oh dude, I was at work. <laughs> like truly wearing a hat, like winter clothing. I was at work and two ladies, it was 72 degrees. Yeah. And this is even when like LA normal. And they're yeah. like, can you turn the heat lamps on? Yeah, they made it so hot outside. Yeah, the, the, you know, it's. I worry about that. I'm coming back to uh, Chicago for two weeks. So, Kevin, right Christmas. now, I think I'm just going to throw on Comedy Central to get started. Okay, and it'll cool. be okay. Yeah, because you were we're watching everything at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, and I'll I'm, fire that up. Let's, and, let's see what's on Comedy Central. And I'm in Chicago. It's the office right now. So all and, right. So we're on see what, Chicago. See what lines up with me. We're on Chicago television. It'll be interesting the delays because there's delays. <laughs> So right now I got the big fat guy. I have guy, the office as well. The office and it's is the big fat guy in a yellow shirt, right? Talking in front of us. Yeah. He's Charlie Brown. Yeah. The uh, office was huge. We're sunk up. The office was huge. And you man. know what? They sucked nine years of television out of 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It did feel like they were um, specifically when 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 Carell left the show. It felt like they were really just like. I don't want to be being redundant, but they were like leaning on different things that they had already created in the show when he was there, you know? Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch much of it after he, after he left. That's, that's not to say that it wasn't great. It was still a pretty strong, funny show. I thought uh, about watching when I saw that James Spader was on because James Spader is the greatest villain in the history. He, uh, he plays a good bad guy ever since uh, less than zero. When he did less than zero, he was he was the the scumbag like drug dealer, crack dealer to uh, you know, uh, it, it was a premonition of what Robert Downey Jr.'s life was going to be like thirteen years later. Have you ever seen Less Than Zero, Kevin? I have not. So but Spader is one of those guys that it, it, I would just be intimidated to talk to. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, the yeah. requiem requiem for a dream of its time. Yeah, so eighty seven it came it's out. It's Jamie Gertz, Robert Downey. And it, they basically and, and McCarthy. They play a, these three, four, four kids that just graduated high school, and they're like 
discovering themselves and Robert Downey is partying and James Spader plays this rich piece of shit who's always throwing parties and he like gets Robert Downey hooked on heroin and he's like his lackey. Yeah. And it's this big coming of age tale about just drugs and banging and the movie ends with Robert Downey dying in the front seat of a car while James Spader and Jamie no, Gertz no, just sobbed together. No, oh, no it's not Andrew James McCarthy. Spader. It's, it's Andrew McCarthy, but James Spader is the bad guy. And, and he played a good bad guy. Because before that, he was kind of a dick. He was in Pretty in Pink and stuff. Yeah. He, he played a good, like, uh, high yeah, school asshole. Yeah, we're in Pretty in Pink. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But but he, he does a good job with it. Yeah, Spader's a good villain. He's great. I, 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 I support your point. He's but a good they, villain. But they essentially just had him be Steve Carell in the run that he okay. was on. Um, oh, so Spader, he actually did the... Co- well, because oh. Steve Carell's character is so great that everyone that followed him, it was kind of the same obnoxious but like childlike boss type of figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but done through a Spader lens versus a Steve Carell. Yeah. I saw Carell yeah. in, a, a, on main stage in 1993 when I first moved to Chicago. My mom and my stepfather came down because the art class would do a trip to Chicago, go to the Art Institute from, from Wisconsin. We can add... The openly an, gay teacher in the 80s. We can add a new humble brag to Crocious's list. <laughs> he has sat in the guys... Sauce. He has... Sauce. Main stage, Second City. Or was it ETC? I don't you know. want to go real ETC brag. ETC was... Go yeah, real yeah. Chicago. Kevin, Chicago I don't Green know if you knew this, ETC. but he watched the Oscars with Rachel Drash. Now, oh, uh, he no, did. No, not Rachel Dratch. <laughs> uh, a woman named Tina Fey sat directly. In the, we were ass cheek to ass cheek in a, in a tight setting. And he, she, the first time he told me that, he goes, "Yeah, I watched the Oscars with her." He goes, "She liked my stuff." <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's the she truth, liked, man. She, she specifically liked you at the table. She liked your material. Oh, absolutely. At the table. And she specifically. I'll never forget this. Going up at at the Midnight Bible School, which was like a very hip alt room. It was the CYSK of its time. Absolutely. That in the elevator with the but it came after the elevator. It was a Second City. Matt Dwyer ran it. It was an ETC guy. So there was a big, strong Second City connection. So a lot of those folks would come to shows. And I remember she. I, went, I remember hearing about that when I took classes there in high school. <laughs> yeah. Exa- well, yeah. It was. was I'm not it, trying to make you feel dated. I just, I just know the reference. I oh, guess. yeah. Absolutely. You know. So it, it, no, that's fine, dude. It, it was. I, I love feeling dated. Ooh, <laughs> let's do a little bit of this. We but, got, but it was like oh, a, a my dad got used to go up there and watch shows, as did Tina Fey. And I remember Tina Fey was in the green room when I walked in. She's like, oh, I know you. You're funny. That's what there Tina Fey said to me. Uh, Dratch also said that to me also. And then, I, you know, <laughs> it's and that's where I met Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele had just started to do stand-up. He was in a comedy duo with a white woman who I think was a writer on the uh, on one of his comedy shows on a whatever it was, that show with Key and Peele. I think she wrote on that. Key and Peele. And I remember he introduced himself to me. He, he sought me out. That's how respected I was. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him I saw him on ETC. This is in 2000. This is in like the, like maybe the, the fall of 2002. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was around. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and he, I, I remember because he still was, he buzzed his hair when he got on TV, when he got on Comedy Central. Yeah. Uh, when he was doing Keaton Pill. But he still had, he still had like a, a buzz cut. And I remember they did this great, great sketch to open up. It went on for like 10 minutes. It was interactive with the audience. And, uh, and it was all about everything that was on the news September 10th, 2001. <laughs> about all these like bullshit things that were on the news that clearly took up with that they were filling time with and it yes. was all about like whoever ellen was dating at the time she broke up with them oh, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that would have been uh, what's her face uh, uh Ken- and Hayes. and exactly. yeah and yeah. and it was just like all this stuff that post 9-11 meant nothing yeah <laughs> like it meant yeah. nothing at all and it was uh it was uh very well done and 
kind of crazy that you know you hear recently second city it's the bastion of intelligent satire and it still is yeah it still is and it's not gonna go away even if it's up for sale but it, i remember like seeing that i'm just like oh no i don't know if i could do that like i was like so intimidated by it but i was like i want to learn from this but i don't know if i can do that you know? uh, well those people are a lot too hanging out with the improv people oh, they're, they're just in and on all the time uh, i used to again the i dated a woman on the etc stage a woman named angela shelton for like three months in 1999 that's where i met dratch and that's where i, I also met like ali faranaki and who wrote for saturday night live jack mcbrayer Jack McBrayer, okay. I, I was I was yeah. friends with Jack McBrayer at that time. <laughs> nice, but he was he was a completely nice, couldn't be a better guy. And, and I remember hanging out with that scene. I remember Angela. It was a real stressful thing. She got one day off a week. And I remember I, I wanted her to come see me do stand up at the Bible school, and she just was like, "I do not want to set foot in that building because <laughs> it's so intense." You yeah. know, they really get worked up about stuff. You know, and yeah. so it's a high strung kind of podcast. It's a hyper competitive environment. Well, though, I mean, too, I, I think. I think it's more just you're dealing with sensitive personalities of performers, you know, and it's very much like I think it's people who had the dream of breaking through, and it's obviously one of the step stepping stones to do that, you know. So I think it's the first time I think for a lot and of these folks, it's just a matter, different, you know. Yeah, yeah they, they have, have different, different repetitions at that level. level. It's, it's it's a theater show. show. It's like Broadway, Broadway. you know, it's an equity sense, theater. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and like with us, it's like we can play. Oh my god, like I want to do two shows on a Friday and three shows on a Saturday, and wow, that'd be a lot, right? Yeah. Whereas with them, it's like, well, no, you. You got to do that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you'll oh, do like they maybe work their ass off. off. And, and then yeah. when they start up a new show, they actually are, are rehearsing the new show while doing the other show. You know, yeah. so it's like, and that overlaps for like eight weeks. It's like a, t it's pretty intense, and and they fire it, people. Yeah, it, take, it takes know? a certain type of person. So my thing is like, oh, do I have the discipline for that? And I just wanted to, yeah. I ended up applying that to like stand up and other things. So you yeah, know, I still do some improv from time to time. I enjoy it, but I, I just knew I was like. I'm gonna take the skills from this and use it. Hey Kevin, let's yeah, go over to uh go over to TNT here. Let's pop on the Meg. TNT, we're going on the Turner Network. <laughs> the television. Meg, yeah, we're gonna pop on the Meg. So enough of, enough of '95. <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, what's Halloween like out there, Kevin? You're in Chicago. Halloween is weird. I bought candy. All right. Yeah. And I I live in uh, Albany Park, Northwest Side, nice Absolutely. residential area. I have I have a, good a friend who basement there. apartment in a house, so I can like see if people are by. And, nice. And I was, I was talking to my mom, and and uh, she says you should buy candy. You're in a house; kids are gonna come by. And my mom's like old enough where she's like, oh, it's still just life is normal. It's fine. Right. Everyone's just avoiding the bug. She calls it the bug. That's hilarious. Like, no, it's just like mom. It's a little bit more serious than yeah. that. You know, like. This is, you know, you should be wearing your mask. And I, I worry yeah, about yeah. my folks. I worry about that because they, they're just annoyed by the inconvenience of it. Kevin, uh, you're going to catch point, a sniffle out there. I think it's just goofy. <laughs> <laughs> they, call, they, call, they call the governor of Illinois Jelly Belly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Jelly Belly instead of J.B. Pritzker. The yeah. J.B.'s for jelly. So fat, not doing anything, trying to get these places open. You think all the people are going to close. Now, you is your family, everything? Kevin, over there in Beverly still? Uh, well, my uh, my brother and my sister live in the south side. My brother, my brother is a sergeant. He lives in the district he serves. Oh yeah, nice. And then my sister's down the road from him, and uh, her and her husband have an architecture business. Yeah, uh, and uh, and she runs that. So it's still the family thing. My parents are in Oklahoma, not too far from there. Yeah. Joe oh Kwan, yeah. As we call yeah. Them, but know, so there's still some trick or treating out there, right? Like it's not. Did Lightfoot yeah. put the kibosh on it? Yeah, but everyone's doing the uh, the PVC tube thing now. Oh. Where you like throw it down a tube to the kids. God, what so, a bizarre. What a weird, the whole, I got to admit it, humans are creative. 
If there's one thing this thing <laughs> that this has taken us out of our comfort zone, and I always think there's some value in that because you sort of figure out what matters and what doesn't matter, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like, but that's that's pretty bizarre. Are people wearing their mask out there, Kevin? Are they wearing it consistently? Uh, yeah, out here, people say, are wearing it pretty I mean, consistently. Definitely, we just we just had the highest cases we've had in months. It's, we yeah. had like seven thousand yesterday, eight thousand a day from the state, yeah. and then the 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 suburban bars are all pissed that they're getting closed down. And it's kind of been wave. It's been coming in waves in terms of what gets closed this past yeah, week. Yeah. But the cases just aren't coming down. Like, well, like, oh, yeah, the next two we're months, 4,000 cases yeah. a day being good. That's not good. Jesus well, Christ. and then even people for the country and you even yeah. hear people cause everyone's like, well, they're just harping on the cases now. No one's even dying. And I love how people will immediately adjust like a thousand people died last like oh, last thursday of it. and people were like well that's almost nothing that, that literally is it's like a form of denial it's like a weird like psychological kind of compensation you know? people are just burned out they just want it to be done with and yeah. they're so exhausted well i tell it. you something yeah no i i agree but i can tell you this much i don't think it's going to be changing much next year man i no. i, I I, I no, think I, it's I, things I think, are going to get back to normal for like a vaccine, year and a half everyone's going to be like yep. even more lax about it and um, and I don't know, and I don't want to speak for anybody. I don't speak for anyone I work with or anything like that. I just yeah. I just worry about, uh, you know, I work in the live entertainment world. I work yeah. I work in radio, alternative rock radio here in Chicago. And I love it with KQX, and we we got to get this. I'm hoping things turn around, you know, yeah. so that we can have a riot fest on Lollapalooza. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Of and, course, and also, that's just not for like big market <clears throat> Fortune 500 companies. It's the hotels and the bars and everybody like oh, that. Absolutely. That's the world I live in, you know. Yeah, and yeah, that, that that industry has been I've devastated. Even, oh, for sure. I've yeah. even seen with like because I listen to Sirius XM and they've said like no one's back in studio until middle of next year. <laughs> and I think even these these places are probably starting to look at the buildings, the, the studios they rent out, and they're like. Hey, let's just have people like I think this is going to totally rework radio and like yeah. why do we need to have these people in studio all the time? Like let's yeah. have everybody. It'll, it'll it'll depend on the company and what you're doing and you know what you're doing. Oh, here we go. We got the rich yeah. guys. Got Air Force Ones. Yeah, baby. Uh, I had a pair, I had a pair of Jordans like that. And we those got, are my Jordans. We got an office connection here because that's Rain Wilson. So that's Dwight Schrute. Is, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, he's he's you nailed it, Kevin. Have you seen this movie? <laughs> No, I've not, but it's a, it's the big shark movie with Jason Statham. Yes, yeah, so shock. Rain Wilson is this fucking billionaire who is funding all of this, and he's, so he's like <laughs> his whole character is he's the freewheeling. I wear Nikes. Yeah, just I'm giving he's you Paul Allen. I'm you giving know? you my money. Do great things. Yeah. So like when they discover the shark, he's just like, well, let's get after it. Like he's the big moron <laughs> billionaire. <laughs> so his death will yeah. be good. His and death then will Jason be well. Statham's build to his character is this movie starts he's like a a uh he rescues people when they when they're in like deep dive accidents okay, okay. so like when you when he gets called shit's going down yeah yeah exactly. so the movie starts he's with a fixer oh yeah yeah he's the yeah he's it's basically the he's transporter. the wolf he's the, the wolf of uh, shark fixer. it's the transporter but with sharks you know, from pulp fiction <laughs> uh so he is uh there's these three dudes at the beginning who like they're down in the ocean and the fight their their shit capsizes and that's when you first in- get introduced to the Meg. The yeah. Meg attacks them and Statham goes down and he has to leave one of the dudes behind. And is it, the Meg a giant shark or something? It's a it's a prehistoric shark. It's, oh, okay, a, it's okay. a megalodon. It's like the uh, largest. Did they megalodon? do it from drilling into the, the crust of the earth and it popped out? Well, the, it's like some <laughs> nuclear Godzilla type shit. <laughs> well, is it because we're polluting the ocean? Some or sort of like genetic earthquake defect? jiggers it loose or something. 
Um, we'll turn on some volume one. in a little bit to get, but I'm just giving you some context. So he has to leave an Asian dude behind to die because it's like we're all going to die or or it's you. And the Asian guy, they do that dramatic, go. Oh, really? Really? Get out of here. <laughs> uh, so the Asian lady that you just saw yeah. hates Jason Statham okay. because she's like, you fucking let you save white people and like you let this. Oh, really? Asian so there's a racial die. thing. Here. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I like so, the white, white, yellow racism. We don't, so that's when, not explored enough. So when they call Statham in, she's like, get this fucking guy out of my face. Like he's just going to let us all die. So he that's like his hill to climb in this. Like, yeah. no one. Everyone thinks I'm bad at my job now. Yeah. And why would they think he's bad at the job again? Because he had to leave. Because he 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 had to leave someone behind when he was saving. Oh oh oh! oh so that happens. Like so the they're like point. so it, his thing. They're like this guy's cutthroat. Like if you're a straggler, he'll let you fucking die. Yeah, just to fucking. Mm. Um, well, you know he's running. It's a tough business, man. Yeah, that, that <laughs> underwater rescue is a tough all business. Right. You know? Let's all get eaten by a shark. <laughs> Let's just all sit here and get eaten. Oh, by here a shark we go. The, God, this, yeah. is, this is like this might as well. So be, now I love these casts. I love them. I love these. There's some. It's like mac and cheese. This is just you know <laughs> it makes sense to me. You know because I mean this has been every movie since the disaster movies of the '70s. They had the same personalities. It's hilarious. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're getting some sound here. Hang on. So yeah, this is like. Uh, this has a certain degree of uh, this is like got James Cameron the Deep. No, this is like a, what was that camera movie from the late eighties? The Abyss. <laughs> the Abyss, exactly. I mean, it's got needs the vibe. a little bit of Jaws three. <laughs> it's got the vibe. Well, yeah. Jaws. It's got the vibe of every movie that is about something underwater. Yeah, Leviathan. Did you ever see Leviathan? That was a bad movie. Saw no. that in college. Bad so here, movie. let's get a little movie in here. We are approaching eleven thousand so meters. One hundred so meters from the bottom. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, oh, so here we go. That's the, the so they maybe. all think like this is this this is the second save. So this is where you're gonna re meet the Meg. Oh, uh, has he already revealed is, himself? This is once? where everyone who's been like, there isn't a big giant shark down there. What are you talking about? We're gonna drill for oil. Whatever. We're gonna go get. Oh our yeah, oil, I think their whole thing is they're trying to uh, go deeper into the ocean than anybody. Yeah, like they're like they get to where all the their neon fish are and shit. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. They're literally going like fifteen thousand feet yeah, down or something. Like or that. Six, that's yeah. what his money paid for. It's some fucking special craft that like won't get crushed. Oh, okay. Okay. And listen to how listen to how fucking freewheeling he is. <laughs> You're kidding. He's kidding, right? Copy that. Wait, wait. What, what do you mean? Ten meters. My money. My money can't solve this problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is this whole. Uh, it is a truth of drilling technology we'll now. I don't, is, yes. is like cutting yes. edge. You can get to go to places you never were able to go to thirty years ago, forty years ago. Yeah. They have drills that can like go down a thousand feet, go over five hundred feet, then go down two thousand feet, then go fifty feet in one direction. It's like a giant, like it's amazing, like the drills so, they have now. So, keeping on Halloween while we watch this, down the line, I'll start with you, Kevin. Best Halloween costume you've ever had? Best Halloween costume I've ever had? Oh, this is a good one. My mom was very proud of her ability to costume the Kellum children for many years. <laughs> oh, homemade? Let me just say, some of these weren't my ideas, but in retrospect, I can admire my mom's skills. On this. <laughs> and I have I have no hair on my head now. I'm bald now. But I, when, I, oh. when I still had a healthy head of hair as a child, we can see, I Kevin. had a bald cap. I went as Ben Franklin <laughs> as a kid. I mean, full yeah. bald cap, everything, Ben Franklin. Ben and Franklin. I crushed, crushed the local... Grant Park, Chicago Park District costume contest almost every year for like a couple of years running. 
Whoa, and, man. Good yeah, for you. So I'm, I, right I, I'm like impressed. Really, really great costume. That's more yeah. impressive than fucking Tina Fey saying she liked me. That's for sure. So <laughs> I was thinking of this today, and it's probably a tie. One child costume and one adult costume. When I was a kid, my mom made me a Joker costume that scared me when I looked into the reflection of windows. I couldn't. Now that that works though. That's fun though when you're a kid that you get the full thrill of the costume. Oh yeah. Well, yes. she was furious because I made a fuss about wanting to be the Joker, and then I forgot that I was afraid of clowns. So legitimately, <laughs> any time we would go approach a house, I would pass the picture window and I'd go, Aah! and then once I didn't see myself, I would how, be how fine. How old were you? How old were you? Five. I was to say six, four or five. I was a very five. young yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Young um, man. There was a young man in my reality. three-piece suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you're in that weird spot where reality and fiction blur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're she, not able to figure out when it's not a show. And, and she smeared it a little bit. I wanted like Jack Nicholson, and she oh, kind of oh. Cesar Romero'd me a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. That, that, was like her, that was a reference out. point, Cesar yeah. Romero. Yeah. Uh, and so I was terrified. And then as an adult, I was Dr. Strangelove for Halloween. Oh, that's Which cool. Doctor Strange Love is a '60s uh, Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick movie. Came about yeah, I know. I mean, but what's, yeah. the, what's the look? He's of uh, he's in a wheelchair. You it's got Peter the leather Sellers, glove. One of his three puffy hair. You're wearing sunglasses, and you're basically okay. doing a Hitler accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the problem why this costume didn't come to full fruition is because everybody thought I was Larry Flint. <laughs> Because I was well, because at the time, like, yes, well, no. your honor, the First Amendment. His <laughs> voice. <laughs> well, no, because at the time I weighed three hundred pounds, so I was a fat guy in a I, wheelchair. I knew Big Keith. I knew Big yes, Keith. Yes, Kevin did know Fat you were Keith. Still Big Keith. I can even put up wow. pictures of that. I have a wow. picture of me as Larry Flint. Wow. But people love that costume. Once I and then it was good because I got to explain to people what Dr. Strangelove was. Exactly. Exactly. It made you feel I smart. It's a great exactly. dude. Old boy yeah. riding that nuclear weapon down like a goddamn <laughs> Bro, what horse. What's your, what's your costume, dude? Crow, best Halloween costume. When I was a kid, you know, I had this conversation last night around the fire. I, I swear to God, it's been so long since I've been a child that I don't really recall. <laughs> <laughs> I was of the era where you would just get like a mask and just put it on. Right. You, that, that's okay. just what it was. Yeah, he was a there ghost. Was no, yeah, there, it, it was, there was not a lot of creative. You guys came. Halloween became more refined as you guys. And, and good for you, you know. So I remember like, uh, so I'm trying to think when I was a kid. Yeah, what did I do? I'm trying to think. Uh, this is what a nerd I was. When I was collecting for UNICEF, I felt more proud of collecting for UNICEF than for the candy I got. I had empathy as a seven-year-old boy. That's, That's hilarious. <laughs> but I, I can't think what my... I mean, Davy Crockett or something, like some wearing a coonskin cap. I would almost know? say that's kind of a, a sign of how generations move on because you even see it with names. Like, we have very obscure Halloween costumes. Yeah. We name our kids Tristan and yeah. Trace yeah. and fucking Kuiper. You're an individual. You're trying to outdo something you saw someone post last year or, or like, something like that. Or, like, it's different. I think people, like, especially with the names, they're like, well, there's already Jameses and Franks and Jim. Like, yeah. let's do something new. I want to name my kid Macaulay. Well, exactly. Because well, it's all an expression of your individuality. Oh, you're so unique. But I even think we've done that with costumes. Like, I think people my age looked at, like, I don't want to just be a ghost. Like everybody was a ghost. I want to be this ghost from a this particular movie. type of ghost. Yeah, yeah I want to be yeah. Casper from which Cas- is fun though. I think there's, there's yeah. I mean, there's merit to that. that. There's merit like to that, it. Yeah. I, I'm shitting on it, but there's merit to it. Also, Adam, we're artsy folk. 
Yeah, we got a fucking. So, but my favorite adult costume. <laughs> you're gonna like this one. Uh, I went to <laughs> what was that sex store on Belmont and Clark? A taboo, taboo. Was that the yeah, place? Yeah, or yes, yeah, it was right, right next right to Igor's dungeon. If you dare. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah, where I, I had my red <laughs> leather jacket when I used to have a red leather jacket. I bought it at the alley. Wasn't didn't at the man Dunkin donuts? Didn't the man exactly Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, where there was a lot of gay tricks being turned. Didn't man cow broadcast out of the merchandise mart over there? Uh, uh, no, Merchandise Mart was downtown right it's up the down. lake. Yeah, exactly. The okay. alley, though, yeah. that was like a strip of just like alternative rock record yep. stores and, and head oh, yeah. shops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sex and there shops. was a comic book shop there. So whenever I was in high school, we would go down and see a show at the Metro to be the, the Sunday afternoon local bands. Oh, yeah. And you would just make a day of it and you would go to yep. the alley first. If you dare. And then you and we were Southside kids. So you all had to go in one car. All right. So somebody wants to go to the alley and buy a leather jacket or something like that. We got to go there. So that was always like a part of the alley had good merchandise. They had pretty good. Yeah. And it was a lot of it. They had a high volume. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like a hit. That was like hip, like early you 80s. Can outfit, hip, you, know? you can outfit a whole orgy at the alley. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I taboo, taboo. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to taboo, taboo. Yeah. I went to taboo, yeah. taboo. And I, got, I bought a blow up sex doll. Okay. And, and I went as a 69 for Halloween. <laughs> So I so I, I wrote the, the word sixty nine <laughs> on the back, and, and then I had a, a bungee cord around my waist, and, and mm-hmm. I went to parties as sixty nine. It, it it got a huge response. Oh, that's great! It got a huge response. See, Kev, see negative oh, and positive. This is where you missed out on modern times. Now you could have legitimately taped a fuck doll to you, and you could have had someone in your face, like you could have done the position. Well, it, now if well, that's why I had the doll, I had the doll that way. Like I, yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, people would have been mad if you wanted the blow up. I was like, oh, he didn't try. He just, he just kept. Oh no, no, yeah, you know, I, I was doing the position of sixty nine. I had, the, I had yeah, the blow up. I was wearing the, the sixty nine doll. Did the doll stay inflated the whole Absolutely, time? Absolutely, man. I, I mean, and I had people like, I remember, I went to the, remember that liquor store on Damon and Armitage, Polonia, I think it was called, right across the French. There's a French restaurant there, Beijou, Beijou, whatever what it was, not Beijou. Mm-hmm. There's a French restaurant. I went in there to buy like a twelve pack for this party That's I was 69. going to. Sixty nine. At 69, and I'm at, I walk in, and this is a classic Chicago guy, like, like a, a gap tooth, you know, gap tooth is two front teeth. Hey, you pervert. You're nothing but a pervert. That's what you are. What You're a, a 90s pervert. fucking. <laughs> he, just called, I mean, he loudly called me a pervert three times in a store. So, <laughs> and I remember being into that. I, I could never do that. Now that I'm I mortified. think about it, one of my better costumes so 97. was. One year we went to a party and it was one of those assholes who was like, you can't come if you're not in a costume. Yeah, yeah. So randomly, I was with my friend Bobby. I went to his closet yeah. and I go, I'm going to be you for Halloween. Now, <laughs> Bobby Bob, Buds? No, my, Bobby friend, Buds? my friend Bobby Doyle, suburb friend, non-comic. <laughs> uh, and the thing about what, what really put this costume over, put all his clothes on and then he's got this weird condition where he's got blue freckles on his lips. Yeah. Oh. So I painted blue freckles on my lips, and anytime people were like, "Who are you?" and I just pointed to my lips, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's so great!" and I just like mocked them the whole night. <laughs> I also did in college. In college, uh, it was when Def Leppard's drummer had his arm ripped off in a car oh, accident. No. So, on. so I, I got a Def Leppard T-shirt, and I put oh, one arm out with with the drumstick, and I had the other arm in in the. In the in the t-shirt oh, that's fucking great oh here's the scene in the mag where uh you know jason Statham oh they have to recruit to him yeah life. so well Listen, this is i've been served for the past six months so this is longer than that he's like he repairs boats he like scrubs barnacles off boats 
Yeah. Like he's, it's like the classic, I used to be president, but now I'm a paper boy. Yeah, like yeah he's, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. want any responsibility now. I just want to yeah. drink fucking, yeah. I want to drink Savisa. Blade Runner. <laughs> it's, it's the open, it's the opening scene after the credits in Blade Runner. It's like, we, we would ask this guy to do it, but he's still not breathing. He's yeah, yeah. still on solid foods. <laughs> yeah. We're to bring it the best. So they, John Rambo. They're, calling, they're coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy. This yeah, wasn't this guy was a known actor with the hat. What's up? Yeah, he seems like a character actor. Like, he's been a lot of stuff. He's been yeah. on everything. Who Statham? No, it's Statham. I know, but no, no this guy with the, the hat. Oh yeah. Well, wasn't I mean, he in no, Training Day? Should... Wasn't he one of the uh, the uh, the Mexican dudes who like was gonna was gonna kill? He uh, looks like uh, he plays a plainclothes cop and everything. He was yeah. He was gonna kill what's his face? What's his face? Ethan Hawke's character? Remember that those three he, Mexican guys? Oh yeah, defending lawyer. He's definitely been a defending lawyer in Law and or SVU in like a God, few episodes. God, yeah, well, I mean, good for him. There's a versatility in there, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We what... Sit down. We'll enjoy a couple of beers, and then we can get you on your way. John. I love that. I love this beers, guy man. because they're they're legitimately like, look, there's lives at stake. We need you, and he's just like, let's just drink some beers. Well, you know, and I'm gonna the... kick you out of me fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he Scottish? Irish, English, or Australian with that accent? Probably all of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you're covering all bases some, there. Uh, Speaking of Welsh, there's, it sounds like some Welsh, at least some Welsh or Scottish in it. Like well, he doesn't have like, you know, Central England to him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the see. Midlands. Yeah, he wasn't Mark Geary. He's you know? from, yeah. oh, he's from Shirebrook. Let's it, see where that is. You know, in England? It's, it's, he's in Derbyshire. Oh, oh, so who? who Derbyshire. It's in. Uh, oh, it's a, it's like central northern England. No, it's fucking. Yeah, it is right in the fucking middle, dude. Who, oh who, my who's god, football team? The Midlands, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that's where Mark Geary is from. No, I, I, I was making fun of Keith's accent. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> that's I was, what I was making fun. Of. <laughs> not, not say, his accent's fine. He's an actor. I was. <laughs> well, he's not act. That's just his voice. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Keith, who's on the podcast right now. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Exactly. I, I swear, sir, I've been taken on. Oh, Johnny Wilson, Chaplin. Yeah, some, mo- a lot of people in England don't do the me for my. I always like doing that. I like yeah. adding that little flair. So, uh, moving topics. Yes, we, we mentioned Scottish. We mentioned Irish. Uh, that actually was a good fucking lead-in. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yep. <clears throat> Sean goddamn Connery died. Kick the bucket. Yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah, sad one, sad one. Uh, 007. How how many you did like what eight Bond films, something like that? Six or something. Oh, I think because I probably more than that actually. From like sixty two to seventy one, his last one was uh, was Diamonds Are Forever, which is that's up there with Moonraker as one of the worst Bond movies ever. Like literally, like that, that movie. Diamonds <clears throat> are forever. That was <laughs> Connery, Diamonds. Connery. <laughs> Connery was at the age to where he was probably the whole time on set going. You know what's not forever? My erection. <laughs> I'm getting old, guys. Yeah, he was <laughs> that that movie because he wanted to get out of it, you know. And, and like the budget, <laughs> the budget was slashed. It was like it was the one. It was the one Bond movie that wasn't done within the studio that had done all of the Bond movies. Yeah, I think it, it might have been yeah. outside it. Yeah, and, and then it was also they didn't have it had a limited budget. They went to Amsterdam and Vegas. Those are the two locations they went to as being the exotic locations. Was he in the man with the golden gun? I think yeah. that might have been La- was that Lazenby? Might have been George Lazenby. I don't know. 
No, 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 no. Mad with the Golden Gun is uh, is uh, Roger Moore. It's one of the it's one of the first uh, now, Roger Moore ones. Didn't Moore do more movies than oh, Connery? absolutely. Moore is the one. Listen, I was raised on Moore. That's who I was raised on. I have no recollection of Sean Connery being 007. It's Roger Moore, <clears throat> and, and it is the Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker. But then the one where it got me was uh, For Your Eyes Only, Sheena Easton. For your eyes only, only for you. I slow danced with Kara Wood <laughs> in the sixth grade to that song. Dude, I had a bone. You, you have such a memory like a trap. <laughs> oh, dude, and this is what happens when you don't start smoking reefer until you're like 30. This is what you got. <laughs> no, no, do. no. I, first time I ever got got high march 27th 1984 true i was four wow. so the dates <clears throat> but what? Uh, he was uh, i'm looking now he was sean connor sh- sir tom he was knighted oh he got oh, knighted yes. like a motherfucker sir, exactly uh, sir thomas Con- was in uh seven bond films seven Doctor God, I no, be more. uh you're you only live twice diamonds are forever never say never again yes that was Between his last 1963. one 1983 there's a couple where he wasn't in them that's like more played right oh oh, oh yeah then- yeah more was the guy it was kind of weird when connery he hadn't played uh james bond in 12 years well so also roger they you know? made roger moore came at the time where they were like we're gonna make a bond movie every year like I don't think yeah. they made him every year when Connery was yeah, James well, Bond. Yeah, Thunderball is probably his best one, I think. Doctor No is good too, but 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 you're right. I mean, when, when I remember the first, they came out of the. It, it was uh, Live and Let Die was the first Roger Moore, and then it was uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. That 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 was uh, uh, Hervé Villachez was one of the you know tattoo from Fantasy. Yeah, I'm boss, boss. Yeah, you know but that's yeah, a right. unique one because it just breaks the concept of like. All right, James Bond's gonna go around the world. Then he's gonna meet a girl. Then he's gonna fight the bad guy in a big like action stunt yeah. chase thing. <laughs> Whereas that one's like, here's James Bond. He's on an island. Here's the bad guy. It's the island. That's it. Yeah. Well, with the island, I think there was live and let die. That, that, yeah. that they, by the way, they had no problems being raped. That that is a racist movie. Live and little, let die. Uh, it, yeah, it, it is the best of all the songs. It is that the, the and the bad guys are all black. They, they go to Harlem and shit. I mean, and they're all black. They're all bad. They're all bad. Jane Seymour is what is, is I find interesting though is eighteen. You know, and people my dad's age and even my grandpa, they know him as James Bond. Is like this big action star. Oh yeah. Kevin and I grew up with Sean Connery in this weird. Trying yeah. to be a serious actor phase. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know him from like Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, where he's like the yeah. older supporting character. Absolutely. In The Rock, he's like that. In The Hunt, Hunt for Red October. Finding uh, Forrester. <laughs> yeah. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> he was huge, man. I mean, he had a stretch in the 90s. Well, when he won the Oscar for The Untouchables, that, that's when he truly kind of came back. Well, that's when you I know? feel like there's a moment in ev- like, I think he was like, I'm a serious actor. Like, like, I oh, think yeah. he, he pushed himself into that, like, yeah. I'm not an action star. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I slap women, and I know how to act. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was old school. You watch those early Bonds. He's slapping asses and stuff. Run along oh. now. You know, it's like, wow. He a- he died. He I guarantee you they would have come up with a play. They would have pulled an article from 73. Ugh. Where he fucking said something about somebody, and he oh. would have been canceled. Yeah. There's two Barbara now Walters he's truly interviews. Canceled. There's the one Barbara Walters interview where yes. he says that like you give a woman a slap and it quiets him up, and then there's one 11 years later <laughs> where she asks again, and oh, he, he goes, down. and he goes, yeah. I haven't changed my opinion. <laughs> he just digs his heels, and he's in. in a weird like the first interview. <laughs> he's like so amazing. SNL sketch Sean Connery with the beard, oh yeah, and the same voice. When he's slightly out of touch with the time. Yeah. Yeah. But when uh, the 11 years later one, 
he's in this weird like he almost looks cuban he's got like a pencil mustache he's wearing oh, a, he one of those actors where they would have him play roles that he shouldn't be playing like oh that probably movie. yeah yeah he well played, he also i mean he was, he was i'm gonna the play, dragon voice in that one dragon movie right when, i'm was, gonna play ah, but that, your voice in a cartoon that's different i'm gonna play emperor mao <laughs> I, I love they're, that. Yeah, yeah, some sort of gonna, chairman or chairman Mao. He's like, I'll pay Mao. Yeah, yeah, thank you for, you know, it, that story needs to be told. You know, we need to know his the, the details of his personality, you know. It's hilarious. But yeah, so that's. Yeah, well, Humphrey October, I mean, he, that, that was fresh off the heels. Untouchables totally put his career in a different direction. He became a serious actor. Also, I think he tried to fight that voice after a while. But like, you, should, you should embrace it. That, 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 that's your, you know, that's your you're calling it's your hook you know uh so i i was shocked but i was also it's the kind of the era where you have to immediately look like did he die of covid did he die <laughs> no he was just 90 yeah also I'm, I'm looking at this he turned down a bunch of big roles huge and he was already in a franchise he was already like a, a franchise movie player and i don't think he wanted to be in franchises anymore yeah because he turned down gandalf from lord of the rings wow. wow turned it down he turned down uh the architect role in the matrix which became a trilogy oh yeah Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, the only other thing he would do for Bond would just he would record stuff for video games. He'd stuff for like a, he would record voices and stuff for it. Wow, and that was about it. That's so, great. Yeah, he, money. I, I'm sure he turned. I mean, listen, he was. I mean, he was big. He, I mean, no, no. I mean, he had a career. Yeah, he, I forgot he was in The Rock. He was like, oh yes, I'm a former, I'm a former inmate at The Rock. I, uh, that, that that's my now, Sean. Connery. Here's how I don't do impressions. Here's how wired to professional <laughs> wrestling I am. When I hear the phrase in The Rock. You I think, think of Johnson? something. I think of a thumb in Dwayne Johnson's butt. <laughs> That'd be the move. That's your put away move. Hey, hey, and oh, then you'd take it out and say, "Do you smell with the rock?" Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, or he'd fart on it and say that. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So Connery. Yeah. You'd be interesting. Yeah. You guys grew up in a different era. We, 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 it was. You, yeah. He. I just always thought of him as this old fool. Kind of. Like, interesting. I never. I never thought of him as. I thought of him as like the old wise sage you know who's yeah. been around yeah but the, the snl sketches with him in like celebrity like celebrity jeopardy were different like that kind of like it just took the character and went a different place with yeah him. yeah well because yeah i thought of him as being washed up when i was a kid when i was a kid he was i mean roger moore was bigger than sean connery in 1982 you know what i mean he just wow. was he was washed mm -hmm. up and and he, and he was doing the, he did like a bridge too far he did some movie he, he did the high, the Highlander movies. He yeah. did those. You Let know? us know when you got to head out there, Kevin. But uh, I'm about 50, 50 minutes. I got. Cool. Oh yeah, for sure. For Are they sure. speaking Cantonese there? Oh I yeah. I don't like it when they got yes, subtitles. Absolutely. This happened when Obama became I president. I don't watch <laughs> movies to read. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to read. It's too much work. Damn it! Just give it to me. <laughs> so yeah, this and does not look like a cheap movie to me. Oh, oh no, 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 this, this was this big. A, yeah. The, the, when did this come out? A couple of years ago, 2018. Yeah, so wow, so this is pretty recent. Yeah, I mean, oh looks... yeah, TNT. That's their thing now. TNT, their whole pitch is we have professional wrestling again. Yeah, and we play new movies, like relatively newish yeah. movies. No, the fragment. And they have, this would be they a network the NBA, premiere. They have the NBA playoffs yeah. too. They have like the yeah, NBA sports, games. big yeah. sports. Yeah, so. yeah, they do that. Which is you know that, that's their thing. But yeah, so Connery. Any more on Connery? There's I mean, more on Connery. Do you want to listen to the tape of him slapping women? I, I want to hear his I Barbara Walters. I don't want to listen to that. Not like actually him doing it, but him, the Barbara Walters interview. I, I, I want to hear his Barbara. This? You've Someone never heard this Barbara sure Walters this interview? It me out to see it. Oh, so, it's, yeah, it's, you talk about him being a little out of touch. Oh, no, he was way out of touch. He was way out of touch. He was out of touch then. I mean, it's, you know, 
There one that I sent Crocious, someone edited it to like have an actual slap at the end of it. Oh yeah, no, that, that was a good one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you should uh, put that on because Bar- they they look so much younger too, man. So, but what year is this? What year is this? Is this like this one. Uh, I love this. It just has a video of Sean Connery being rude and aggressive. <laughs> uh, that, all that, right. That's probably even worse. He was rude and aggressive in my space of love and care with my friends. <laughs> so here we go, God. Kevin. This is uh, this is Sean <laughs> Connery. Uh, and to describe it, because I don't know if you can see this, he's he's got a pencil mustache. He's got like the mm-hmm. gray stubble. He does. He looks Cuban. He's got like the white polo. <laughs> he's got palm trees behind he him. Aged well, though. I mean, in terms oh, totally. Of, like, he was, like like if he was at a retirement home, I bet there was still a lot of old ladies that would like to, you know, roll up next to him and hang out, you know? <laughs> so this is, and to give you this build, he has every opportunity. Barbara Walters gives him every opportunity to back out of Of course, because she, I mean, she's just nothing but and softballs. And he absolutely chooses not to. Like, li- listen, <laughs> I know, it's pretty amazing. This is a minute and six seconds. This is great. Yeah, this is good. Oh, no. It's not great, but it's great. Hearing yeah. this. It's not great, but it's great. So what year is this? This is 1987. 87? Yes. Oh, yeah, this is a while ago. Yeah, he's still a huge star. It's not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Mm. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No, not at all. You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. You I don't think, think it's bad? I'm sorry. He's so nonchalant about it. I'm so just... off camera behind him, behind Barbara Walters. Yeah. Like, no, get out of here. Right? <laughs> but, but he's so nonchalant. He's just like, he double uh, And this like, is when Barbara, and, and this is, this is when Barbara so starts bad. being like, are you sure? And then he explains it. He, he, I thought she, I, you, Crow, you said she gave softballs. I thought she let him on. I thought she like threw the she threw the meat in the bear trap there and thought if he was gonna take a bite or something like yeah. that. Oh yeah. And but, this but is, thing, she she could go, I mean she could come back at him now, is what well, she should do. You listen know? to his she logic. She did give yeah. him the out though. She did give him the out to say, like, before Are you sure you, about that? Before you yeah. judge him, listen to his logic, boys. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> that, that, I think oh, no, that don't, it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else. And women are pretty good at this. They, they can't leave it alone. No. They don't want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last, last no. word, but they're not happy no. with the last word. You're but a they hero. Want to say it again. Yeah. Stop being a villain. <laughs> when they don't take it too far, you give them. Like, and getting the last he word. He said they all want the last word. Exactly. Oh, God. That's an awful, awful thing to say. Yeah. And, and, get into a really provocative situation, then I think it's absolutely right. Oh, come on! <laughs> I like sometimes they just don't what they just don't know when to stop he, using their words. He hesitated thoughtfully yeah. after being like, you know, they and just Yes, then I think it's right to do exactly. it. Exactly. Then he's like, no, I, I made my decision. The die has been cast. So this is fucking it. wild. Wow. But like she, it's he. he, There's no way he would say that now. There's no way. Oh, of course. Oh no. I mean, mean, no. He's got representation. He knows. He knows better. Also, also I think he would. He's a smart enough guy where he would evolve and understand that like interacting with people like that probably isn't the right idea. Um, I'm not saying it was right at the time, but I mean, he's definitely a guy from a different time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, Now I am in the. I'll say this. I'll say this. 
Uh, when I was stalked for three and a half years. Okay. Dude, your stalker story, that's a, that's a series unto itself. Well, Ferocious okay. also almost joined a cult. He's had an exciting life. Yeah, yeah. I, I have other things. There, there's, believe me. What I, my, the my cult, sc- he started the cult but left the cult. The cult still exists. So the, the, you're telling me, Ferocious? <laughs> no, I had a five-month little uh, foray into an organization that had very cult-like tendencies. I, I went and read their Yelp reviews just two weeks ago, and it was so validating. It was so validating <laughs> to read their Yelp reviews. Some of them were like, great, great experience, got a lot out of it. Others were just like, my wife left me. She took ten grand to pay to this organization. My life is in ruins. I, like I mean, that. it was literally like, I mean, that sort of stark. I, I like that cults have Yelp reviews. Yeah, yeah. Well, they fashion themselves as an educational institution, which is part of their con. You know, so they were the right. When I was there, it was called the School for Exceptional Living. That was the name of it. Then it changed to the Wright Institute for Higher Learning. And there were these uh, former industrial psychologists who, who bought into the Adlerian school of psychology that the world is just relationship-based and you're in relationship with everything, with other people, objects, things. And it was all about just speaking your true thoughts, at all, like having no filter, yeah. having no filter. They would go in a room and just blubber. You would blubber cry about stuff. You would just, oh, people they would, would encourage cry. you to just have an, like, we're going to go in this room and you're going to have an emotional meltdown in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And, and like with- So like, stand up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. At least it was an attempt to be more authentic. No, but but the point is, I, but slow then, night at the gal cab on Friday. When I got yeah. when I got a uh, stalk for three and a half years, that's the only time where I was like, okay, if she breaks into my into my place, which which it was starting to get to that point, she started showing up where I lived and hiding in the bushes and stuff. I knew it was only a matter of time because she had worked her way up to that point slowly but surely it and I, I had to say to myself if she breaks into my place i'm blasting her directly in the face multiple times Ooh. like i'm literally going to kick the shit some, out of her it was her. something where you knew you're like you felt like you're antiphysically defending yeah yourself. absolutely it was literally like okay and she was a smaller woman she was also batshit crazy like she was mm-hmm. completely not in touch with reality you know she was mentally ill that adds you force. Know, that adds force to the punch. Uh, the, the, what, what was the what was the Connery line that he had there? there? Well, when they get provocative, yeah. <laughs> when they get, well, when they Dude, break like, into your apartment, that legitimately, that legitimately. If anyone's listening, that legitimately like takes a lot off Connery for me right now. I I enjoy p- turning my brain off and like things I like that are really really good is when I can't turn my own brain off. I like like I, I was telling Keith, I like listening to this podcast when I know my day is coming to an end. Yeah, uh, and then I'll wake up. I'll be like, oh, I didn't finish the podcast. All right, where did where did I what do I remember following? Oh, that was the last thing I had before I fell asleep last night. And I yeah. pick myself up where that left off, and I start my day with it. I like those things. Now I can't do that with Bond movies. I can't just turn my oh. brain off and watch him be <laughs> handsome, drinking a cocktail, and trying to you know. Well, Kevin, it's all right because we have our our own Bond, and his name is Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I think the most he stunk. Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he was fine. He, he was, was fine. awful. Was that the first one you guys really remember? Oh, they, yeah, absolutely. Wow, Gold, you don't remember Dalton? Dalton was Golden Eye was the first introduction to Bond for me. Yeah, N sixty four Golden Eye. I was yeah. odd job yeah. every rip. That's about right. Yeah, yeah. I saw Golden Eye in the theater. I mean that because it was like, whoa, man, the franchise is getting rebooted here. Well, that they're, was they're, making, they're upping it. I know? would also say Golden Eye is. Because like I've said to you before, and I don't know if you've heard me make this statement, every movie in the 80s is bad. 
Uh, they're all absurd, except for Midnight Run. Midnight Run's the only good movie from the 80s. Uh, it's the first Bond where they're like, we're spending $50 million on oh, this yeah. movie. Yes. Like, Bond movies, to me, when I was a kid, were like TV movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, where I was like, this kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah they, they were definitely... Well, you got to understand, the, the Cold War ending really was like a dent in the Bond franchise. Well, because there was the Cold War was where all your secret agents were. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was it was Russia, you know, and, and, and it was, uh, you know, it was America and, and England. You know, that's sort of that would was. actually be a great movie about a secret agent after the Cold War. And he's just sitting in an office like <laughs> snorting cocaine. To, to, just watching the day go by. Here we you go. Know, the, the, no. you, you bring up the Bond movies, that new one that this this is supposed to be the last one they do with Daniel Craig. Yep. No Time to Die is a big reason why movie theaters are like, what are we going to do? Because that yeah. was like the last big blockbuster movie during the pandemic that they thought would come to theaters. Like, oh. what was it? Tenet was supposed to like save the movie yep. theaters. Oh, I've been reading up quite a bit on this. Oh. And then once MGM Studios, they run the the franchise, the Bond franchise, they pull it. And they pull it in England where it's it's the be-all, end-all. It is the be-all, end-all movie oh, franchise, yeah. Bond movies there. And it was like this big thing. And then news got out that they were talking about selling it to a streamer, like like the way the Borat movie just got yeah. sold to Apple a streaming service, it. and and uh, that the uh, the Coming to America sequel that Eddie Murphy got sold to, I think yeah. Amazon, I think it is. Don't quote yeah. me on it. But they were they were like asking for like six hundred million dollars. Yep. Apple this Apple is getting ready. I don't know if it's official. Apple is ready to pay $700 million for the James Bond franchise. That's how much fucking money they got, man. They have an over trillion dollar valuation. Which means, Crow, if you want to watch Bond, you're going to have to get Apple TV and pay $30. Yeah. Is it 30? It's $30 a month? $29.99 would be to, because uh, you're not going to make the same movie theater revenue because I I would imagine they get cuts of like, like, popcorn well, is and that, shit is that, like that. Is that no, I, I don't think they do, get, actually. You have to get Apple Plus? Well, no, I think, it, I think it would probably be on iTunes, like it would be on the the iTunes store. So instead of going into theaters, they would charge you twenty nine ninety nine, and you would just watch it online at home. Okay. And well, then, I mean, the, the official word is they, they were... The, Variety was reporting that they were uh, shopping it, right? Yeah. So Variety put that number out there, and they did. Now the studio says, no, we're still online to put this out in a theater in the spring. Which they can still do. Maybe things get good and everyone gets a needle in the arm sometime soon and we can all go to movie theaters again. That's what I'm rooting for, man. I've never I've never been a fan of Big Pharma until now. I'm a big fan of Big Pharma. <laughs> We're ready for our microchips, dude. Yeah, I think that my sense is by the middle of next year yeah. is, is when the when the vaccination will be actually ready. Then there comes the distribution of it, which is a whole logistical pain in the ass. It's got to go across the planet. Also, I'm going <laughs> to need know? to see... Fauci get this shot on live television. That's kind He'll of where it. I'm He'll at. Get it. That's kind of like yeah, I tell you what, I'm, I need someone I trust to get it on live TV before I trust any Trump administration. Yeah, oh yeah, of with course. I, I, a vi- I with yeah, a vaccine. Absolutely. The Russians have already well, put a vaccine out like four months ago. You, you, I mean, I mean the thing is, the thing is, Keith, if you if you if you don't get the vaccine, uh, how, how are you going to get Windows ninety five in your blood? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want. I'm ready to become a computer. <laughs> I have no qualms such, with it. That is such a misdirection. That is such a little. That's such a little bullshit stand-up comic trick. No, dude, I want to be the computer, dude. I'm down for being the computer. It's all right. Just reboot me every few years. I want. Do you know how often I want to take a picture, but I can't pull out my phone? I just want enough computer in me to where I could. You blink. just want to blink your eyes. I want to blink my eyes and take a picture. Shoot Jesus. it right to my phone. Wow. Yeah. 
That is optic nerve stuff, man. It's yeah, it's ready to go, what, dude. Uh, that's uh, what uh, Tesla, Tesla man wants to do. It's yeah, like, I'm telling you what. I'm, like, that would be up on like, the windshield. You drive that way or something. Look, when me I couldn't do and that. my lady have our Asian baby because we're going to have an Asian baby. <laughs> I don't care how it happens. Man, you really turned LA. Didn't we're you? gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get that optic nerve fucking computerized. Yeah. And my adorable Asian baby is just going to be blinking pictures. <laughs> I want the remember the Windows Seven TV commercials. For the there was this Asian kid in those commercials where I was oh, like, "This yeah. is the it was the, it's the most adorable child you'll ever see in your life." Yeah, and I made the I made the proclamation then I want an Asian child. Yeah, <laughs> they're the cutest kids on the planet. <laughs> my buddy yeah. Michael Connell has a song about that. He's a a, a guitar comic who's actually got integrity. And he, uh, he, uh, he, he has the, uh, he, he has a song, my, my Asian baby. Still getting your shit shot yeah. talking there, Croches. Shout out to <laughs> guitar comic Jeff Eggleston, who was on the, the podcast show two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Exactly, he's a totally good guy. He was great on the show. I enjoyed him on the show. And yeah, tell, him telling those, uh, those Dolly, those uh, Dolly World, uh, Dolly World stories. It was really fun. Hell yeah, he's up. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a the Dollywood man. Yeah, what a that that whole subset of like performance. I, I just find it fascinating. You get a paycheck yeah, you know, you for do. a lot of folks. It's their first paycheck. I know people who did Man, Six Flags Theater. Can't do it now, but people work at Disney World. They're entertainers. They're like live entertainers at Disney World for oh, 20, yeah. 30 years. A bunch, bunch of them, unfortunately, uh, lost their jobs recently at oh, different sure. places. They're Hopefully not they em- come sure. back soon. Well, I also, let's be let's be respectful. They're not employees. They're cast members. <laughs> oh. Of the Disney right. family. They're cast members. They perform. While they serve nachos. Yeah, how, how much? I wonder how much they make. It's a living. I mean, I there's people who move like they they will leave where they're at to go work there in the summer. Like yeah, Mikey Manker, big bad Mikey Manker, rest in peace, good Mikey Manker. Uh, he yeah. used to go. He used to go to Florida every summer to work at Disney World. Wow. Uh, interesting the, fact he told me. Danny Gallegos. Danny, Danny Gallegos was uh, Snow White there. Yeah. Oh, she, played, no. she played Snow White there. Do you want to know an interesting fact Manker told me? Yeah, so I guess about, uh, yeah, the hall of they have the Hall of Presidents. And yeah. during an election year, they have both candidates in the Hall of Presidents. And whoever loses the election, they put... Oh, we in... got a giant octopus in this movie? Yeah. Which is a giant yeah. shark? Oh, look at that. Well, because all of these... Uh, that's squid. how deep they are. That's how fucking deep they are, dude. And the Meg probably fucking eats the squid. Um but so the pres the president who loses gets taken out of the Hall of Presidents and they put him on the Pirates of the Caribbean ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's funny. So they the, have to have two. So Pirates of the Caribbean has all of the fucking loser president puppets so, remade so, so, as pirates. So there's a Hillary Clinton. In there's there a too. Hillary Clinton on the fucking on the ship, fucking sweeping the deck. Deep dive. Deep dive for you to get into in terms of like a binge that I really, really suggest anyone get into, even if they just like a little bit of theme park stuff. And it's not even like you have to love Disney, but love the the conception of it and how it was brought to life and all these different things from like the boardroom it is Defunct Land. It's this really, really well done series on YouTube. The guy who does it is a big theme park guy. I yeah. think I've but seen ta- some of that. He talks about the whole idea of Disney's concepts for everything and how he took an idea and would just lose himself. Dude, in the idea Epcot how, was yeah. supposed to be a city. What, what was yes. the original, oh, yeah. the original yeah. version of Epcot was, the, 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 he wanted was people, there was going to be an airport. He wanted yeah. people to fly into Epcot and you drive through the park on the way to the city. And then, then like he wanted it to be like where you eventually live there. 
because he thought cities were dangerous and gross. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. he wanted people to live in Disney World. He basically wanted the whole northern part of Florida to be Disney World. What that's, a bizarre! That's the latest episode of of Defunct Land. It's just about that. Now Epcot becomes a part of the park. They were going to build that it's, part of the park. And already. you know what's what's funny? Epcot fucking stinks. Oh yeah, it's I went famously to Epcot. the lamest part of the park. Absolutely, <laughs> Epcot's <laughs> terrible. I remember going to that in '83. And the big golf ball. It was and they have the future, it's, it's and bad. it's where they have the display of what he thought Disney World was going to be. Like that's where you see God. the display. But yeah, it was supposed to be grand, and then I feel like they were just like, ah, let's fucking just put it, shove it off here to the side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the whole, I, I, I mean, it, what a, what a, what a life where you're able to project out your fantasies. I'm going to create an alternate reality. Walt Disney, I think, lived in Disneyland. Like he lived there. Like that's yeah. he had a, like oh, a no, house he, there. He had, and he, shit. Had a pri- he had a private residence inside <laughs> of the park on Main Street. Uh, like, I, wouldn't that just there's get- this? Uh, there's this. I think it's called Club 33 or something like that. That's supposed to be like the private club within Disney that some people can go to. And like, if you were famous, you could go to it. And like, there's just all this Disney lore of like hidden things in the park. And the the, the series is really great. Like, whenever one comes out, it's like appointment viewing for me to watch it. That's fucking. Great, and, and so it just it just dives into Walt Disney's kind of theories and what he wanted all, to achieve. All, there's an entire season about like what he was like as a kid, like where he grew up, and he's from how he went to like the he's World's Fair Chicago. in Chicago in the yep. 30s, and like how that he took he took all these different ideas, and you can see some of those things in like Disneyland and Disney World, and it's kind of crazy when you actually think about. Also, it. Also, like, we can debunk this applied. on yeah. air. Yeah, we can debunk this on air, and I felt so good. Walt Disney was not anti-semitic it's it's a big rumor about him now his the song of the south he his problem his employee said is he wanted to basically like rosy color glasses america yeah and it but it was coming he he felt bad like he wanted to like i want children to see this world instead of the cruel world yeah yeah point for point there's jewish employees that work for disney and they said unequivocally absolutely not i he never no. never no, I mean, never right, did i sense yeah yeah just, everything and everything about the park is like that too yeah but so that's like the concepts of the park are all about like it's everything is nice come here and everything is fun yes. and but nice and everyone clean. can have a good time that's the one yep. thing that annoys me if you know he's anti-semitic right shut the fuck up <laughs> uh henry ford was anti-semitic yeah yeah that, that guy was anti-semitic you know. One thing, uh, one thing about him is uh, like Disney. Like, there's one episode of the series. I can't remember which one it was. When he was ma- when he was mainly just an animation studio, he got into a union thing. Uh, and oh yeah, he he's into, very, like a un- yeah. like a early uh, in West the forties and union shit. Squabble yeah, absolutely. When unions were starting to come through, and like, he got into a really, really serious one, and how much he really hated it. And but then at the same time, like I guess everyone I think uh, has some form of union stuff at Disney World or Disneyland. Don't don't ask me to speak on it, but I've heard about it. Right? No, yeah, no, yeah. He definitely testified in Congress and was very much like he couldn't. He didn't understand why they were unionizing. He's like, why well, I give you all these great benefits, and we like he was one of the first guys to have like, hey, we're gonna have a soda fountain at work. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like literally the drudgery of like working. I got you guys ice cream. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't need money. Why you don't like that? I mean, like literally, I think he thought like. Hey, this is what you do with the family. But your you life know? is all gumdrops and candy swirls. Yeah, that's also he also you know? knew I, I'm exploiting labor right now. Yeah, and, well, that's uh, and that's what even his employees they were like, we're not saying he was fucking like a bad. He guy. had he had faults, but yeah. he was not racist or anti-Semitic. Yeah. He treated his employees very well. Yeah, it was that it was that uh, that mania of creativity that never, never, ever, ever. 
He was like he like filmed something for Epcot like two weeks before he like passed away. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, he was still doing stuff, and yeah. there's something about that that's kind of like admirable. But then you also see like, oh, this is why you have this issue. This is why this is this yeah. way. And like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like he smoked. He smoked all the time. Well, that's and how he would, died. Would not want to be photographed smoking or anything like that. And like he drank a little bit too. Stuff. I think. Dude, at that era, everyone did. At that time, yeah. dude. Yeah, and so, in episodes of Andy Griffith, he finishes when they show him in bed. He's puffing on a cigarette. <laughs> it's like my dad told me, like in the fifties. That's like how, it was okay. like drink. I gotta bounce. Guys. All right, boys. Kevin. All right, good times, man. Kevin. Good seeing you. Me. Appreciate it. Uh, love you guys. Yeah, yep. love you too. You, if you want to follow Kevin, you follow him on the social medias. He's at Kevin Kellum. Uh, Kev Kellum on 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 uh, on the Twitter machine, and uh, check out the podcast. I do uh, four or five days a week. Wrestle awesome. Zone, just search Wrestle Zone, WrestleZone.com. Big wrestling website. We do tons of different stuff. We stream on my Facebook, all that good stuff too. All right, awesome. All cool. right, see you, buddy. Love you. See you, buddy. Take care, me, guys. Kevin. All right. Well, I think that's a good time for us to do the take our half. little halftime break. Exactly. That was a good first half. Absolutely. Um, we will be right back. Keith Pazel's podcast. False documents. They brought heroin over here. They helped the Asians steal from our businesses, threatening the world powers with their people. Stop requested. Please use rear exit. For your safety, watch your step when exiting the bus. Like Korea. Preach it, man. Preach it. Tell it how it is. Dodgers tomorrow, man. Get rolling. All right. We're back on the backside of a break here. Our our continued crazy guy on a bus series that I'm doing (laughs) in between. I made it a little shorter. I'm not putting people through a whole minute of it. I was doing a whole minute. Of just him talking about. Of just a crazy. He says interesting things. Yeah. All right. You know. Waco was bad, but they did kind of come in. Wow, mental illness! What a uh, what a thing to deal with, you know? It's, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I, I think everyone's probably on the continuum a little bit. They got their moments. They got their trigger points. Dude, I was doing it today. I'll create scenarios to where I have to like. I got into a fight with a customer in my head, and I like long afterwards, like. Yeah, we're still re- we're like when you get broken up and you have to like I had a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's so, but that's fun though when you're rolling up silverware. <laughs> that, that's where your mind you goes. gotta go because when you're rolling up silverware oh. and someone just fucking rolled their eyes at you because you told them you couldn't move a chair, you're like, yeah, I want to fight this guy, <laughs> and you envision how that would fucking happen. I think to yeah. the to the identity, like I'm gonna pummel him clearly i'll win yeah because <laughs> i'm going to hit him with a plate like i'm not just i'm getting fired over this like if i make the choice to fight a customer yeah bail is involved like i'm yeah. going to fuck this person up yeah yeah oh god dude you gotta you gotta get into a different line of work man i mean because i know that feeling i know that feeling i, I had many times restaurant work is stressful i found it very stressful I, you think busing table I, I used to bus tables i'll tell them all the time i always get into this argument with my coworkers because Someone will complain like, where's my food? I've been waiting for 20 minutes. And I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go check on that. And then I'll be like, hey, this per- dude wants his food. Like, he's really upset. Thinking the manager will go like, well, let me go talk to him. Yeah. And they'll go, well, can you just apologize and tell him it'll be five more minutes? 
And I want to be like, no, because he thinks I'm the one fucking up his food. Yeah. Like, he's not mad at you. He's mad at me. Yeah. I have to take the brunt yeah. of all of his fucking ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I'm not going to go out there and tell him sorry. <laughs> go. Yeah, you Manager. should. Yeah, man, you go out. Yeah, that, that manage. That's what you do. The you manage. Yeah. No. Like, that's, that's all managing is, is throwing other employees under the bus. <laughs> that's how a lot of people do it. I mean, it, it, I think a lot of people have that experience. I've, I've been fortunate enough with some offices where it hasn't been that way, but some are. And, and when it's in a uh, larger office with lar- larger, like, high higher money at stake and stuff, it's just like, it can be very annoying. <laughs> but yeah, but if I'm fighting someone at work, you're going to hear someone go, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're going to throw down all the way. Yeah. You're committing yourself. So is this the Frankenstein movie with uh, Ro- Robert De Niro <laughs> I don't playing know. Frankenstein? Yeah, it is. You nailed I remember, it. I remember this. I never saw it. This was like mid-90s. This is ridiculous. There well, was a this makeup. is a classic example of a television network that can't afford good Halloween movies. Yeah. And who is this again? Who is this? This is My 13. This used to be UPN. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a... This is a, I mean, this is a bad one to put in as like, a, <laughs> as like a kind of a horror yeah. movie, I guess. I, I, I watch, mean, I by guess. the way, I, I watched the, the the exorcism scene from The Exorcist just this week. Again. The power of Christ compels you? you. Yeah, I, you know something? It's old. Yeah, I think it still kind of works. Does he? Does the throw up happen in that scene, or is that later? No, there's. She spits. She throws up in a couple of different scenes. There's de- definitely there's several throw. Why up you scenes. do this to me, Damie? Exactly. <laughs> You're not my mother. Do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. I know. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Is she's British when she's the devil. The yeah. devil it has a British accent. <laughs> I know. Well, it's kind of like Star Wars. They all have British, like the evil, like the British are the evil ones. You know, like. You know Peter Cushing. You know whatever. Uh, you know the the, <laughs> the actor. The, the, what was the position? Palpatine. No, he was in Palpatine. He was Grand Moff Tarkin. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Mister. You're Vader. far too trusting. Oh, of Vader. Oh, I'm your black, elegant cape is looking so silky this morning, <laughs> Vader. Is this like? What is, an awful Frankenstein. <laughs> so he's basically like he's just a pieced together person. And he's basically like he's supposed to be like uh, g- developing a soul. Like I hear music, some guy playing a British. This is fight. an allegory. In the wood. For, this is an allegory for taking care of a child with special needs. Now, yeah, no, this is like I guess he starts reading the Bible and stuff. Oh, so it is like 1838. Oh, you see, friend. No, no, no. Because if it like, was modern dark times, ages. Dark it'd ages. be ridiculous. This is dark ages. <clears throat> but yeah, but I, I think that he like kidnaps that girl. It's just be kind of like the Elephant Man a little. Well, bit, yeah, too. that's the. Victor Frankenstein, Kenneth Branagh, he's like the man in England. <laughs> he 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 very much. Uh, yeah, he had a makeup. Is that De Niro? Helen. Yes, it's De Niro. Of course, it's De Niro. Oh my oh! God, we gotta hear this. You talking to me? He, he's learning the word friend because she's teaching the word friend. She says hello to so, him, so, so and he goes. Kid. Are you talking to me? <laughs> uh, I have a <laughs> Do you feel lucky? You see, he's developing a soul out in the country. And then so it's going to make the drama of his burning at the stake that much more dramatic. And that girl will be involved. What is he, a monk? <laughs> right? 
He would be leaking and like <laughs> shitting weird. It wouldn't be as clean cut as this, where he's just walking around now. His cuts would be seeping body fluids. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to like tape them up to keep. Well, them I mean, fucking they are airtight. reanimating people. I'm gonna bring them back. That the would be dead. hilarious if like you're hanging around. You're like, oh, pop the seam. You just got to put up some tape so fucking fluids don't leak out. <laughs> it's like a waterbed walking around. This is Helen Bottom Carter and Kenneth Branagh. This is like. We were talking about it last week. You see, she was like in these movies. You know, she was. She's in ev- anything where you need a high pitched, shrill British lady. Especially, she's so young looking there, man. Especially, you know, goddamn well, Tim Burton directed this if she's in it. Well, I think they're divorced now. Well, he still fucking loves her because she's in everything. Yeah. He can't not at this point. Then the people will fucking think he's picking sides he's just yeah. like well now i've painted myself in a corner of putting you is that tim Hewlett, the guy who played amadeus yeah he's in this oh this cast is amazing what year did this come this out ca- i'm gonna say 99 i'm gonna say 94 95 94 yeah, 94. yeah yeah because i was i just started doing stand-up comedy you know what this probably came off the heels of fucking dracula oh oh absolutely bram Stoker's dracula like this was which the, people like oh hey i i looked up its box office this week it made the equivalent uh-huh. of like uh, the equivalent of like four hundred and fifty million dollars right now. And what did it, it cost? Like ten? What it cost seventy million? I think it cost seventy million bucks. That was a high, high, uh, that's a high. Uh, and it's such a expensive. weird '90s cost because it was like for wigs, probably and you know? shit, to make it look like. The, yeah, it looked good. Like that yeah. was a cutting edge movie. Now that's where money. Like I guess it's more expensive, but now you just do all that shit with CGI. You know. Yeah, there was still actual like yeah, yeah, yeah. Prop. He looks like mattered. someone who just got into a fucking fight. <laughs> well, I think he's healing. Oh, Paul, See, he's learning the language too. I'm not a beast. Oh, oh, Polly. Oh, Polly Knuckles mashed up his face a little bit. You see, they're showing the passage of time. Now it's winter time. Forget about it. <laughs> oh, I'm just hanging around outside someone's house and learning language. Oh, he'll be wearing a day goatee. Next. <laughs> he gets more and more Italian as the movie goes on. It, up, it turns into fucking a raging bull. Yeah. You know, at the end of the movie is him burning at the stake and you just see his fucking his fucking Jesus emblem burning on his fucking <laughs> slick haired tattooed chest. Oh, I smell. Yeah. Oh, so he wants he's going to eat. Wait, wait. Obviously, he said he to, just turns into Fredo. Has he just not been able to eat for like three months. Right? Well, I mean, who are you? Who's this broad? Where's your father? It's Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Where's your father? Who's there? Maggie? Who's there? No. Oh, it's you. you see he's going to the do characters. the thing where he pretends he's over there. Because <laughs> it's the 1800s, you just full blown. Who's, who's the old guy? Who's the old That's guy? That's Kenneth Branagh, I think. No, 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 no. The, no, the old. Then Kenneth Branagh was, was, was hugging, hugging Helen Bottom Carter. Okay. I think it's the landlord. You got to pay me! Uh oh. Oh, stuck him right up there. He just fucking George from of Mice and Men. That yeah, motherfucker. yeah, exactly. See that? That's what they make it like. Is, is that Anthony Hopkins or who? No, that's. I think that's. That's Branagh. not Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh was younger. He's, he was a guy okay. hugging. You come and sit by the fire. By the fire. Let's do the cast. Let's see. Please. He's blind. Don't this, be this is like is the Gene Hulse. This is the Gene Hat. No, Tom Hulse is the. Uh, come. Is the guy from uh, Aiden Quinn? Is it Aiden fucking Quinn? It might be him. He's old. Though. He's an old guy. He's an old guy. He's that oh, no, guy. it is Hopkins. I oh, think. Oh, it's Ian Holm. Holm. It's Ian Holm. That's who it is. Yes. 
Because he, he's the character that Gene Hackman oh, plays in Young I'm Frankenstein. Sorry. You're blind, but you are a good sentinel soul. Glad you finally came in. I can't see your appearance, so... Is your penis all weird? What dick do you He's think? They, him do you think he found a nice dick for him? <laughs> it, it, it's he found some gigantic cock. <laughs> it's you know, black. It's exactly, the only part of his body black, is black. Exactly. It's a, a black dick. How's that for a good racist joke? There you Jesus. go. Well, race. It's yeah. racy. <laughs> We're saying it's good. He can lay it down. Wait, is he? Is he speaker? It can't be as bad as that. I gotta say this right now. I need my Frankenstein to be green. I don't know about you. The green, no flathead. They probably really thought, oh, we're modernizing. Oh, it. absolutely, they were. Absolutely, they were. You know, they, they, this, you're right. This is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Definitely made this possible. There were a few other movies of that era too, like this. Yeah, they, they probably just went down every monster. There probably was a Creature of the Black Lagoon thing. Yeah, you think, you know, they've never done a Creature of the Black Lagoon movie. That is shocking. To well, me. now he's the sidekick in everything. They'll just throw him in there. <laughs> Monster Squad, he what just throws him in there. What is wrong with your face? Well, you fucking made me. What do you Look mean that's wrong makeup. with my it's face? Look at that makeup. It's terrible. They need Dr. Mark Sloan from fucking Seattle oh, Grace. Interview with a Vampire was very much of the yeah. same era, too. I'll tell you what, the doctors at Grey's Anatomy can fix that guy. <laughs> Old Mc McSteamy would fix him <laughs> right the fuck up. I, I live down the street from where they filmed Grey's Anatomy. Do uh, you? They did Prospect Studios. Oh, did they? Oh, it's at a studio. I wonder if yeah. they film in the in what the, chunks of it are in that children's hospital. I wonder if they. Oh, use. I mean, they must. They must. Cronenberg had a movie there. Cronenberg. One of his later. We filmed it at the Church uh, of Scientology. Uh, dude, Grey's Anatomy's wild. We're ten. We're almost ten seasons in. I was gonna say, was there more Grey's Anatomy stories? Like, just oh, dude, <laughs> wild shit. The, the sister are, died in a plane crash. They fucking after the plane crash, uh, someone one of the doctors had to lose her leg. The lesbian doctor, so that's her whole story. She's all pissed that she has one leg because when her leg was all broken and mangled, she told her wife slash the lady who was operating on her, like, "Promise me you'll save my leg." And then it got to the situation where, like, she's going to die if you don't cut this leg off. So she was in another surgery, and they came in, like, we got to take the leg off or she's going to die. So she just goes, take the leg off. So then the whole season nine is, is her them dealing with her having one fucking leg. Yeah, but now she's cruising You promised on it. me. But now she's cruising on it. Okay. And okay. then uh, Meredith Grey's sister has died in the plane crash okay. along with Mark Sloan who was McSteamy he was the other hot guy <laughs> Out, uh, off of uh, off of, off of McDreamy okay. off of fucking uh, uh, Patrick oh. Dempsey okay okay exactly. so he fucking dies but they do this weird thing where he survives dreamy the, <laughs> they do this thing where he survives the plane crash and then you find out that he because he's all pumped up and like you think he's going to recover and then they say no, this is just what the body does before it dies. He's like going through pre-death mania. And there's this moment when they figure that out. He's fucking all psyched and he just goes, oh my God, is this what I think it is? And then within two minutes, he's like, Last, like <laughs> death rattle. Yeah. So he stays alive for like two days, and then he fucking finally dies. What happens to him again? That, that, that it kills. They die him? in a plane crash. Oh, oh. So at oh, the okay. end of season eight, they all go on a plane to like go save some people, and the plane crashes. <laughs> and then so, and then they pick it up. God, these are the classics. So then, classic, like yeah. If you think that's the only drama, so then the fucking all the doctors that were in the plane sue the fucking plane company. Or like the whatever fucking oh, oh, insurance yeah, yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then the insurance company says, 
Well, one of the attending doctors knew he was putting more doctors than the plane can handle, so it's your guys' fault. So then, through the through the employees of the hospital suing the insurance company, the hospital gets sued. So now they're in the they're all celebrating their money, and then like two episodes they don't want to mention anything so they're just like firing people wow and like oh wow. we're just making bud- budget cuts straight illegal shit yeah like i'm yeah, just yeah. like lying to your employees yeah. being like no yeah. we're not being sued for 15 million dollars a pop <laughs> it's like 60 million so then crow to avoid this whole disaster of yeah. the hospital going out of business all five of the survivors buy the hospital and become the board of directors of the fucking hospital along with attending surgeons. So now, and then... So it's got this quasi-happy So ending. then check this out. So, bad. so then check this out. So bad. The lady who puts up the money because they need like $200 million. Of course. And they have that like, isn't cheap. And they have like 60 from the plane crash. Yeah. So the lady is the mother of a young doctor at the hospital. So she goes, my organization's going to give you the money, but my son is now the head of the board of directors. <laughs> So now you have everybody hating him. It's wild. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I tell you what. I mean, there. Listen, so that's where we're at through, right there's now. There's a through line. There's a through line. They These get are stories. Bro, this isn't like it's happening over the season, but this is episode after episode after episode. <laughs> how can they survive that level of drama? You know what I mean? How, how could you as a human being? You ask no that, one's life is that interesting. The show wouldn't survive three episodes if you're fucking going <laughs> it was into actually that. actually your life. Oh, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. The cases that they have are real because they have a whole medical team that like yeah. fact checks their shit. So all so of the stuff that they show, ER. all of yeah. the stuff that they show is real legit things that have happened. It's just not you see that shit every now and again. Yeah. Well, in Grey's Anatomy, it's like every day, every day you're it's coming some weird in surgical. Procedure. Oh, yeah. yeah fucking yeah. or like legitimately there's an episode where there's this fucking crazy accident and there's fleets of ambulances bringing people into the hospital and two of the ambulances get into a fucking car crash (laughs) when they fucking slide up to the hospital yeah and you got to deal with that well and then so for the whole episode the ambulance people are all flipped upside down and one of the doctors has to like hold on to this she has to crack open his chest and like hold on to his heart and like pump his heart for him while they can get him out of the, get the fucking blood thing. circulating still there are multiple instances where they have to manually pump people's hearts to keep them alive like it's world war ii or yeah. something well one of the the chief surgery is a former like war trauma surgeon okay yep yep well, that's what they did by the way just a little fact a little history here to, to ground it in reality uh 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 Vietnam, when they first started doing training for, for doctors in Vietnam, like in 65, 66, they went to Cook County Hospital. Those were the first physicians. What if he had nine nipples like a dog <laughs> when he popped open his they, chest? They, uh, oh, God. <laughs> That's a bad image. I'm thinking Quado might come out of it right now. <laughs> but, but I know. <laughs> but, but with um, um, uh, the physicians at Cook County Hospital had dealt with so many gunshot wounds, they had to go to Vietnam to teach people how to do surgery. That's how rough Chicago has been for its entire history, is they went to train Viet. You think it'd be the other way around? It's like, no, no, no. We, we're not used to these many gunshot wounds. Okay, here's how you do it. So all the ER physicians at Cook County went over there and, and did all that surgery. So, so here's a history lesson crazy. you can give me, because there's See, an air- th- th- This is their panoramic Oscar shot. This cost. This was four million dollars. Yeah. To get a fucking crane on a helicopter, <laughs> get out of here, dude. <laughs> you think that's De Niro or is that some that's fucking De Niro. guy? 
It's De Niro because he knows that the, I the, the, girl, boy. The, the girl has been taken away, this young girl. No, I'm saying, do you her. think that was actually the actor? Or do you think they got a stunt double to fucking brave it was a stunt the wild? It was a yeah. stunt double. This is I ain't De Niro. fucking doing it. De Niro's in Burbank right now. Yeah, De Niro was <laughs> like, in Burbank right I'll now. do this movie if it's never above 72 degrees. <laughs> Yeah, I have to get into my character. Never below, never below, never above. <laughs> but you have to walk on a mountain. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly. You're going to no. get... <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, when he was... Uh, De Niro got paid $2 million bucks for The Untouchables <laughs> to play uh, um, to play uh, Al Capone. And I think he was on screen for like eight minutes. He's on screen for eight to ten minutes. That's it. You know, you know Al Capone, bucks. they say he was a good lay. Capone was. Yeah, there was women. You know what they would call him? Al Capone. Really? No. <laughs> I just completely made that up. For uh, that that, joke. That, that, uh, boning probably was, I'm sure it was some like. No, they called it like fucking. <laughs> the in and the out. Or you know? yeah, like my grandpa used to say when there was like slow music on, he would say, this is belly rubbing music. <laughs> like it, or it was like, hey, get a, sh-, or like not a shag. Belly but like, rubbing, yeah. That's good. Hey, go get some cop it. Go fucking. Or yep. pelt, beaver, <laughs> snatch. Yep, exactly. Let me ride up in your snatch, oh, Missy. I, I think is, I'm a young British boy who's now oh, going yeah. to come in contact with a monster. Ooh, mommy. Ooh. Are you poor? He, now his scars are healing and shit. I'm telling you, McSteamy could fix him right up. Mark Sloan. He's hoping the kid will be nice. To oh, him. so the check this out, too. Shit. Do you know the triumphant See. moment of the season? Well, yeah, with, with so, Grey's Anatomy. So they fucking... They, they reanimate go, someone. Well, when they finally become the board of directors, I even got a little teary-eyed. They rename the hospital and they name it after fucking McSteamy and Meredith Grey's sister. <laughs> so it becomes Sloan Grey Hospital. Oh, Grey Sloan Memorial. Memorial. And now, a little spoiler, Pat, they murk off Patrick Dempsey's character and they add his name to the hospital. Oh, did he get killed? Patrick Dempsey? Oh, he- Crow, if you leave this show... You're dying. <laughs> how, how, how did he die? How did he die? I don't know yet. It's, it's, oh, it's oh, season oh, 10. Oh, oh, okay. So it's going to be. <clears throat> yeah. One major character. How many seasons has that show been on? It's still on TV. I was going to say, I thought it was 17. Jesus Dude, Christ. I looked into it. ER was 18 seasons. Wow. It's a show you can just do. Hospitals rotate staff. You can have a new cast every four seasons. Fucking ER lasted post Clooney. Yeah, that's crazy. And he was that show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very well. He and Juliana Margulies, they were the stars. I had a friend in Chicago that they got to use his apartment for like a scene. He met, he met you and McGregor because you and McGregor was in an episode of ER in the mid '90s before he did like the whole Star Wars thing. And there was a great old apartment off of the Wilson Stop on the Red Line. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I was wrong. The Brown Line. I apologize. Not the Wilson stop, the the Montrose stop. They got to do an ER scene where they he Ewan McGregor runs through his apartment. And they got to film it and stuff. Oh, oh that, that's Ian Holm. Yeah, that, that's Ian Holm. Ian Holm plays fucking Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling he also you, dog, play, he's an alien. It's Aiden Quinn. I'm Aiden Quinn might be the fucking might be old the, guy. The old guy. Oh, I'm blind. It's Aiden Quinn or Kenny Branagh. But Kenny, you're right. Kenneth Branagh was Bro, young Branagh at was, this point. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, Bro, Branagh's probably that age right now. Yeah. The only thing I've seen Kenneth Branagh in is fucking. What the fuck is that? Uh, Dead again? No. With Emma fucking, Thompson? <laughs> uh, the Boondock Saints. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's he, he was being groomed as kind of a, a, a... He was a leading man in the early, mid-90s. That was you know? a big part of Boondock Saints. The whole thing that the guy who made Boondock Saints is like an insufferable asshole. Yeah. And I guess a big part of why he got... 
A, he was just obnoxious about the script because the Weinsteins blew smoke up his ass. He like yeah. he made Miramax buy the bar that he frequented for him. Yeah. Like all this shit. But then I guess when they because they wanted Kenneth Branagh, that was like a big grab for, for, for this what, for what, Boondock Saints. Oh, oh, interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> He's like one yeah. of the cops or something like that. Interesting. Uh, well, yeah. Th- by the way, this is where De Niro. This is where Frank is saying it's framed for the child's okay. death. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be. They they blame him. This for is it. like they're we're gonna remake of Mice of Men too. Exactly. exactly. Well, that's basically what Frankenstein. That's where the torches come on. This is when the Republican Party convention starts to happen here later in the movie when the torches come on and the pitchforks. So yeah. the dude who made Boondock Saints, I guess, was really disrespectful to Kenneth Branagh over the phone. Like they were negotiating price, and he was just like, "I don't give a fuck who you are overseas. Like, I'm the hottest fucking thing in Hollywood." Yeah. And I guess from the jump, Branagh was like, "I'll do this movie, but I don't want to see this cocksucker." Wow. wow. Jesus. <clears throat> Yeah, 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 those relationships. It's weird. Some people feel they have to be there. Can way. you imagine having the confidence to treat people like shit? <laughs> to actually have that level of ego to be that direct about I, mean, I don't gee, that, that's Brano. That's Brano right Brano. there. Yeah, and that's And you know what, man? I'm almost jealous of people that can just be awful to people. I tell you what, when I was at the city of Chicago, that that's why I say I wish I could put that confidence into my work. My uh, my uh, uh, my balls dropped at the city of Chicago because I was still too much of a nice guy, you know, in my twenties, and then my early thirties. I couldn't be that. I couldn't be like the nice guy all the time. The, the the job. The people were such assholes who dealt with that. I swore at people on the phone. Like, you better get that fucking thing in. You know, stuff like that. Like you know, at, at the because the city of Chicago, you became the movie Wall Street because we and I didn't I didn't do that very often. But I was doing it more frequently, and you know somebody that bothered me. I was kind of concerned about that. I was becoming an asshole. I could tell, you know. And you have to have a bit of an asshole streak when you're working in business. I think sometimes I'm interested but, in the time difference. I'm going to see when the see the meg is on at eight o'clock here. Yeah, yeah, interesting. But yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, that, but but being that direct of an asshole, I could never do that. But I'd yell at people. I yelled at people, no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it that I did it from time to time. I had a, I had enough of an edge. I had to do it, otherwise I would be eaten alive. You would be eaten alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago's mm-hmm. not. It, there's a, there's more of a veneer of nice here, I think, which is interesting because they would think, oh, I was Midwest nice, but no, uh, the, the uh, people are more direct in Chicago. Is than this they movie are here. climaxing? Are we split, getting split? Oh, they got what, what, so much the, longer. Yeah, the, the, well, this is the beginning of this is the page sixty of them going after. Oh, they, they might mistakenly kill her. I don't know. They put her in the joint. I don't know what they're doing. She's getting blamed for the the again, joint. Their kid died. The joint was probably a torture device. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was this. Oh, they're hanging this bitch. Yeah. Oh, Look how excited people are for oh, a good old just, a good old fashioned. Wow, just no fucking yeah. no saving that. Yeah, it, you're breaking the neck. Yeah, I guess it, it was a total like, you know, it, they shouldn't have done that, you know. Oh, because they thought she did it. Yeah, maybe I think they're, they're they throwing think she's fruit. a witch. I don't know. This is before. Uh, uh, it was no, yeah. This was the year before Braveheart, dude. I bet some Republicans want to be able to do that. Oh, oh, ab- yeah. I would like to be able to toss you over the the fucking listen the roof, sir. I I, I, I watched. On Frontline this week, and I won't bore. I won't slow the show. I well, I was leading into. I f- feel like we should close it out with. I we would be dumb if we don't acknowledge that. I would think, not even. I feel lame saying this, but it's a huge election. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's a big deal. I watched the Frontline: America's Choice, Biden and, and, and Trump. 
and they, and they do like a pretty deep dive, a two-hour deep dive of like Biden's rise, you know, things that he did wrong in his career, gaffes he's had, Trump's whole thing, and just like, you know, Trump. His the, whole thing. The, the, I mean, they talk <clears throat> about him with, with the whole. That whole being legitimately insane. <sighs> The whole thing, when he had that full-page ad, he'd done three different papers in New York City in 1989. I remember that happening. I remember that about happening. About the Central Park Five yes, I remember being like, I remember being like, this is racist. I, I, was, I was 20 years old. I was like, this is fucking racist. And they came out and found through DNA evidence that these five guys had oh, yeah. nothing to do with I've it. I've seen the and doc. And that piece of shit doesn't come back and say he's sorry. He's still, and, he's like, I still uh, think doubled, they did yeah, it. Yeah, he doubles down. <laughs> and, and, he basically and then, said just because they got out on a technicality doesn't mean yeah, it's like, like. No, there was strong evidence, DNA. Dude, there's still yeah. so many people that are in that area. The cops are so in denial. They swear up and down. Like, they go. their thing now is. <clears throat> well, maybe they didn't do it, but they were definitely there when there. it happened. <laughs> they they watched. They know what was up. They were there with their boys. They're they're covering up for like, come on, man, you fucked up. Uh, and that and then Trump was just like, and they have a quote of him at that time, just saying, I he used the word hate three different times. He said hate in an interview in public three different times. I uh, hate. I mean, done more for the blacks than anyone since Abraham fight. Lincoln. Yeah. I mean th- that that claim is Here's my test. If you say the blacks, oh, you're yeah. not unracist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. That that's a very much East Coast. Uh, I know but my best Tony friend Tony LaRusso said the blacks but, in my, his my, thing. My, my best friend from college grew up in wealth on the East Coast. You know, his parents owned a place in Quag. They owned Bumblebee Tuna. You know, so I mean, they, they had some cash, and he. he, he when oh, you said that, my poor head thought you meant that like that's the kind of tuna they bought. That like that's they're like they owned no, Bumblebee tuna. No, 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 they they own the company. That's what kind of <laughs> we're talking about four dollar tuna money. <laughs> so they uh uh so they owned a place out in the Hamptons, and like all the white folks are, they still say the blacks. They still say the blacks, you know, or it's colored, just like, colored. I mean, it, there's a weird good. like it's like the era of like the jazz age. You're, you're, you're you know, it, it's fucking. Uh, I remember I my grandpa know. or this is when I knew I wasn't racist and I wasn't even joking, but this was probably my early snark. Yeah. My grandpa used to, all kinds of names for black people. Yeah. And I used to be like grandpa and they're my grandparents thing is like, well, what are we supposed to call them then? And I remember as a kid, I go their name. Yeah. <laughs> And they yeah. like and they like rolled their eyes at me. Yeah, because you're right. No, I, I had an uncle. I, I, I tell you before, I had a I had a great uncle who was a prison guard at Leavenwolf, uh, Leavenworth Federal Prison in, in Kansas. Like that's like an Alcatraz type prison. And, I mean, he was. I mean, he didn't. He said the N bomb till the day he died, and he died maybe twelve or fifteen years ago. He didn't die that long ago. He said the N bomb, no problem. You know? So, Crow, I've found, because I've been thinking about Tuesday and stuff. Can imagine A I mean, number one. Yeah. What do you think? I'm telling the listeners right now, we're not podcasting the election. I'm not live streaming. Everyone yeah. is live streaming or podcasting during the election. It's so, because Rogan did weird. one in 2016 and it got like a, it was like super popular. Yeah. So now everyone, we're going to do a election live stream. Number one, you're not going to find out shit election night. Yeah, you're really not. You're going to be looking at projections all night, and it just seems a waste. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, you know, I think, I think most people, I think most people of good conscience, and I consider you people of good conscience. I think they're waiting with bated breath. I, I know I am. I'm just I mean, too interested in it. I don't think I'd be able to talk 
during it. Like I kind of just want to yeah, stare at the yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, and, and also see see all the information is being parsed out to people. How the legal argument arguments are starting because they're already starting the legal arguments. You know, those are happening. They're getting the groundwork set up. Well, they're framing even for outside the, for the of lawsuit. politics. I found there's two people in my world of like what I watch and the people I know. There's two groups of people. Maybe because you're not a part of this, yeah. but there's people who are the they are very serious about it. Yeah. And they're the kind of people that are either going to fucking riot if Trump loses or cry if Trump wins. Yeah. Like yeah. either of those side. And quite frankly, I'm annoyed by both of them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can understand it if you're like there's actually something you're fearful of. But like yeah. the whole there's that serious people. And then there's the. It doesn't matter. I hate. I hate. You that fucking loser. Can you imagine caring about something like this? Like God, that that's cynical. So cynical. And those people are mostly comics. And if I've, I put on Facebook today, like if you see a comic telling you not to care about the election, they're either a piece of shit. Yeah. Or they make fifty thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And their world is not going to change at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about honestly. It's money. People yeah. who make people with money. If you see, they don't some, want their they don't want to be taxed. Anyone who isn't concerned about the election, you're well off. Like you, yeah. that that's the ultimate sign to me. If you yeah. are in I don't care mode, your parents are either rich yeah. and you don't, or you have a great job. Yeah, because those are the people who are just like, well, my life's not changing very much yeah. either way. Yeah, it's uh, he has to lose. This cancer of the last five years has got to stop. It it, it is a. The tone, the vitriol. Has there ever tone? been a such like a not even just evil? Because I don't. Because obviously there's more evil. But do you think he's the dumbest world leader ever? Like the most inept world I, I, leader. I don't know how you would measure that. Or, like there has to that. be some. There have uh, to be uh, some entrances and in, instances in ancient Rome where they let like a jester be king for a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, probably, I think but, that. I mean, I think he's probably. Well, he's the living proof. The reason why the authoritarian model isn't the best form of government, he's the proof of it. Uh, decisions get made purely for like his personal preference, and, and it's not the smartest choice. Honestly, if you want you authoritarianism, know? that's when you're going to have to be run by a computer because that's just pure data. Man. Yeah, decisions <laughs> right there. He just pushed him down uh, the side of the hill, and I guess Brano is fine. Yeah. Oh, so he's taking the credit. He's taking the fall for it. Maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> I think I, that's I, what's I happening. Know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not for some reason. He's got a soul. <laughs> you know, but no, but with, so I think with the election, I mean, and what I've been reading, of course, what you tend to read, you get, I guess, is more what you're, again, I go back to the economists, and they're just saying, and I think Trump knows it too, his internal polling people, there are certain, he knows he's not scoring as well as he was before. With, oh, with certain that's key why fundamental he's, groups. Dude, there's like two or three groups that are really not breaking his way. He's rallying hard. Yeah, he might he lose, has to. Dude, he might lose Arizona. Well, yeah, I mean, they're saying that, but you know, I don't know. I mean, this could all be part of the. Uh, he has to. That's going to be the tipping point. If he loses one of like Florida or Arizona, that's when you're like, all right, it's kind of over. Well, I think if he <clears throat> if he loses Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and, and and Pennsylvania. I think by and the rest of the map stays the same. He won by eighty thousand votes last time. That's basically how much he won by because he won in those three states. You know, so I, I think that Biden they've made a concerted effort 
to go after those states. I'll tell you what, there's a Democratic Senate candidate in Michigan, though, who's losing to a black Republican, you know, and he's down by like two points. Out of the, they, dude, you, know, you see how many rappers came out in support of Trump this week? Of course, because they don't want their fucking taxes raised. Yeah. They don't, even though it's not even that much of a raise. It's just so greedy. Greed is so bad. It's so bad. Well, I know. Right. And then they also have, it's like, how much more do you want it oriented in your favor? It is all written. The tax code is as fucking Byzantine and fucked up as it is to protect your interests. It's just. That was the best <laughs> claim ever in 2016 when Trump said he was going to rewrite the tax code. Oh, it's just he doesn't. He, like he one, can't do my anything. My uncle told me, my uncle was like, that is physically impossible. <laughs> yeah, the it, tax code is a unreadable, like it's it's Latin. Yeah. It's not. It's in a language. It's also it, huge. You can't even make sense of it. Like yeah. it's not. You can just fuck with it. There's no rewriting the tax code. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's. He, I mean, again, it, but I, what is it even based on? Do you even know anything about the tax code? Like, what is the what's the first number? Like, that's what. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, what is even the process? But my my, my exposure to the tax code is again is the work I do. It, it is just. It is. The, there's an IRS program that helps finance affordable housing development. It's called the 9% Tax Credit Program. And what it is, each state gets a set-aside of tax credit, depending on their population, and they dole those tax credits out to developers, like where I worked at. They apply for the money, and if, if their development makes sense, and they check all the boxes off, they say, okay, we're going to give you X amount of dollars that you can then sell to basically banks. So they get a tax credit. So banks can lower their federal tax liability by investing in these buildings. So if they have a $200 million tax bill, they can lower it by $10 bucks if they buy a certain amount of buildings, you know? But I so, want to know where the code is. That well, would be great if it's in some, like, box somewhere. Oh, I'm, I'm just probably in some IRS building. I mean, I, I'm sure it's <clears throat> literally tens of thousands it's of pages. It's on an old Apple like One computer. <laughs> it's on a Commodore. Yeah. Commodore 64. You have to play number munchers to fucking access it. <laughs> no, but... You have to win Oregon Trail <laughs> to access the fucking tax code. Huh? I'm sure it's massive. I'm sure it's a massive document. Well, because that's where they, it's where all the percentages are. That's where, like, this is where this, like, is that what the tax code is? Is just, like, the sets of, like, this is what all oh, this person's getting charged. Every year. So that's newly determined every year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And like local and state stuff, yeah. Um, when you have employees in multiple states, um, it it's really complex. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah. What I do, what I do is it, it, there's a part of the IRS that de deals with. They release this 8609 form. It's all this work is basically for one piece of paper that, that that these investors get. They get this slug of of money every year for ten years. Basically, the slug of reduction of their taxes. Dude, I would love you to know? get a slug of money. So it, it is, uh, but you know it, that is the way these developments are financed through that program. They have been able to uh, developers have been able to build three million units of affordable housing. So that wouldn't have existed all through the tax. Three code. million so, of affordable housing where people you're going to fill them with drug addicts and homeless people. That's exactly who's <clears> there. in these nice neighborhoods. It's exactly what. And it you're is. not making them get off drugs or anything. <laughs> Absolutely. And yep. they basically live there for free yep. around children they, they, shitting on the sidewalk. <laughs> 
That's what they do. That's exactly what it is. You know, <laughs> there's no services offered, no employment training, no mental health services. That's the no argument against drug. it. I've heard someone say that that the only reason they build these housing things for homeless people is because these companies get tax breaks for building them. They, uh, they don't care about what happens after they fill these neighborhoods with these homeless people. Well, there's a reason why they get made. It's because the companies gets those gets those tax breaks. But the fact is, they often have services attached to these buildings. Now, Where you have to like maintain it. And oh, absolutely. You, if, the, it, someone, if someone's writing their name on the walls with their own shit, you have to evict them. Yeah, yeah. And, and you deal and it's with your resp- it's yeah. your company's responsibility, yes, yeah. not like the, the, the authority, management. Yeah. The authority, you know? So it's just... You know, whatever. I'm not saying it's the best model. I think there's a lot of holes in the model. It's what can be done in the political climate of this country because they think the state is just this evil thing. 85% of new housing in Malaysia is made by the government. If you said that, if you said that in this country, they would burn you at the stake. They'd call you a Marxist. I agree that there's an issue with people being on drugs in these housing and and getting drugs and needing drugs. But here's where my solution is. Let's legalize drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's also... If, would they you ra- could, if they could buy heroin at Walgreens and neatly shoot up and like... There's a way... My Uncle Manny's been doing heroin for 56 years. Wow. He's never been homeless. You can be addicted to drugs... And function. And live a fucking... Not even function, but live a life to where people don't think you're a fucking yeah. barnacle. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the black market and the attitude behind yeah. it. If uh. you could just if you were kicking from heroin like you're kicking from coffee, yeah, and you can just go to CVS and pick up a little dope, and I'm yeah. gonna and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna shoot up in my bathroom. It's a safe amount. Yep, and then I'm gonna go to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think that you know that they're afraid of the addiction of people getting lost in it. You know, it, now heroin might be an extreme example, but yeah. I think I think across the board, drugs should be legalized recreationally. Yeah. A number one, you'd kill crime in one fell swoop. Well, you'd certainly you'd eliminate it. most of the black market. The problem would be is most gangs would start selling weapons. That would be the only thing illegal that you could sell. It, it is. Uh, I, I wonder. I'm hoping if if Biden wins. And if, if if the Senate can turn blue, which I don't know if it's going to happen, uh, it, it, no one really knows. Uh, the whole, again, criminal justice reform. State of Illinois passed the most criminal justice reform-oriented legalization of, uh, of hemp yeah, laws. Look, it's burning down. You know, they, well, I guess they're going to expunge 800,000 arrests. All of my uncle, all my, my one, mo, all of my family members who make like 80. That's Brano. That is. All my family members who make like 80 grand a year are flipping about this fair tax in illinois they are yeah flipping dude yeah it doesn't even affect them. i know but it's like they the they yeah. think it does though that yeah. like they think it's outrageous that everybody pays that like it's not a sliding he's doing away with something that's a part of illinois for 80 years it's been like this well he's making it a progressive tax isn't, isn't it a progressive it's progressive tax? Yeah. yeah it's basically not flat because we illinois had a flat tax for like fucking 287 years yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So no, you're absolutely right. It's God, what is you know, the rate? That, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So he's making a progressive tax. So it's basically yep. if you if you're a billionaire, you're paying more taxes. You're not yep. paying. I think it's been like 13 percent for or something like that forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. You know, the progressive tax. Which Bob LaFollette passed the federal progressive. See, tax. and that's he's even calling it the fair tax. He's trying to coat candy coat it. Yeah, well, you got to change the the verbiage of it because it's just like because and because they got to pay more fucking money. 
And you that's know? and everybody's like, you mean the unfair tax? <laughs> but it, it is the, the rich. The rich have to cough up some more dough. And if you're not going to do it through salaries, which is where it should happen, because there's not a fucking organized labor movement in this goddamn country, because that's been crushed. You know, it doesn't have nearly the voice it used to have 50 years ago. It's the reason why there was a middle class in the 50s and in the 60s. You know, God forbid, you know, but that's gone. So then if you're not going to do it through ra- raising of wages, then you got to pay some more tax. All right, You've here we go. got to pay some more fucking money. So, yeah. No, you don't, man. It's, it's a, my fucking money. A yeah, guaranteed rate you. It's to permit a guaranteed rate income tax and proposing a new rate and bracket structure. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see here. It will become the second highest rate in the nation. Uh, Behind uh, New so York or, or under public, whatever the fucking real act is. So many goddamn numbers. Act 101, 008, bum fuck, whatever yeah. the fuck, breaker, breaker. Corporate income would be taxed at 10.49%, which would become the second highest rate in the nation. Yeah. While pass through businesses' income would be taxed at the top rate of 9.49%, the sixth highest such rate nationwide. You know. <laughs> Uh, the proposal diverges sharply from ideal or even typical income tax structure. It omits inf- uh, inflation indexing, uh, creates a marriage penalty, and includes a recapture provision which subjects the entirety of a taxpayer's income to the top marginal rate once they reach that bracket. I don't know what that means. Yeah. No, no, no that, that, it, it, it is, uh, yeah. They're taxing I mean, the fuck out of people in yeah, Illinois yeah. is basically what they're saying. They are. Well, I mean, yeah. <sighs> Uh, the neighbor, so the neighbor, up. the neighboring states of Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, and Missouri have all cut income taxes in recent years. While Illinois may be headed in the opposite direction. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of people are saying that like every other state and they're exploding. Their economies are awesome. Well, again, th- th- that's all part of the strategy of, I mean, they're trying to turn Illinois. They've changed those other states, Wisconsin, they're Michigan. They're trying to make it California, baby. Well, th- I mean, they're trying to change I- I- Illinois and-, and make it like Indiana, break the public unions and, you know, whatever it's, it's. There's no doubt the state of Illinois is not run well. God, they're so slow on their payments. Medicare payments and stuff. When I would do a development and we would underwrite a development in Illinois for for affordable assisted living, you know, you have to have, we had to put a $3 million reserve because the payments were so slow from the state of Illinois to make their payments for Medicare that that the, uh, the lenders didn't want to risk it because they would literally be a year behind in their payments. Boy, Crow, this is you know? jarring, though. For someone, for a dumb fuck like me, if you, if I got this in the mail, all right, under this law, the current 4.95% flat individual income tax, which is wild. If you're a yeah. millionaire in Chicago, yeah. that is a baller-ass tax rate. Yeah. Uh, would be transformed into the six rate into a six rate tax with ranges from 4.75 to 7.99. Yeah. Like I, people probably see that and they're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. So, That's you know, literally it, taking one plate of food off my table. Yeah, but the, but the, it's not going to affect most people. I'm sure it probably yeah. from sixty to eighty grand or below. A recapture provision means that filers with income in the top brackets will have their entire income, not just their marginal income, subject to the top right. Oh, God, God, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I would tell you what, a lot of people aren't going to fucking are going to evade their taxes. Well, you know, pe- people, uh, they already think that people are leaving the state. And uh, I know people moving to Indiana. That's what a lot of people better. are saying, too. They're like, this is ever, this is going to create a mass exodus out of Illinois. I don't know if it'll be a mass exodus, but there'll be people who move. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it's Chicago still has some good things going on for it. You know, from a large yeah, business pizza. point of view. I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, 
anyway. Boy, this tax foundation is not for this. Yeah, 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 exactly. Who, yeah, where are they from? Who's their... I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to see. But again, we should wrap it up with the elections happening. I, I, I am in the camp. I think Biden will win. Uh, but I think it's going to be a uh, uh, just a gross, litigious process to get there. I'm not going to actually feel happy that there's a new president until he actually puts the hand on the Bible and it's named the new president and, and, and power is transferred. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't know if this militia thing is a real thing or if it's if, if they'll put the word out and all of a sudden 500 militias just start going into blue cities. I don't know. That seems too organized. He's yeah, exactly. Not, that that exactly. seems too... He's a bumbling goddamn fool. Well, I'm not saying he would be able to do it, but he but he would just create the even environment. On the, where even they on the part feel, of the yeah. militias, militias are fucking. They shoot dawn bottles in the in the woods and shit. <laughs> even that Rittenhouse little cock, he fucking you know. slipped and was he wasn't, you know, on point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was wonder a fucking if, ass. if they're going to be organized enough. But don't you don't you sometimes think like the the uh, I mean the the whole the, the mass shooter isn't a lot of that political. Remember that guy? Didn't that guy in El Paso kill a bunch of Mexican people? You know, I, I think that that was done. But I, I, he was part of some supremacist group. It's like you know, uh, those guys—they'll just put the word out. Yeah, I don't think that was just—they make it sound like it's just a random crazy person. I don't. I think there's more of a thought process behind that. I, I think there's more of a thought process, you know, um, that makes that possible. You know, and, and the country is just—it's really unhealthy. Oh boy, it's really unhealthy. This is fucking wild. So. Is that was definitely websites that are against it. We got sixty five percent, sixty seven percent, six. They're like it's well over, like in favor. Most of yeah. Chicago or Illinois wants the this fair tax. Yeah. Well, you know, because they want people to pay it up. Well, if you're rich, you know, I don't know. The state's not well run there, though. I mean, there there is they have an unfunded pension obligation of like three hundred billion dollars. You have to pay the state workers. No other state even rivals. It's by far the worst. That's one of my favorite things, too, about the Republicans is they try and make you feel guilty for, like, earning a good pension. You know, we're going to have to pay for all these pieces of shit. Well, they make you feel guilty for for making money then. You know, the Democrats do. Like, they're just like, you know, we're going to have to pay all these assholes when they retire, right? Like, that's actually an argument of the right of, like, you know, all these people who worked hard their whole life are going to retire, and we're actually going to have to pay them to live. Yeah. No, I know. I and know. And this can't happen. Let's reinvest Social Security in the stock market. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking that would be a ballers, bad decision, dude. Oh, know? boy, especially after fucking yesterday. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, so so it's, we're coming to a, a, a pinnacle moment. Yeah. I've been afraid of September and October. You know, frankly, it probably hasn't been I think as it's been, bad. You know what, man? Like I was saying off the air, I think because we were all expecting, because we were, we were saying in episodes, Trump hasn't even played hardball yet. He's bringing something out. I think this Hunter Biden thing was his big Hillary email yeah. swing. And I think for the most part, like I told you, people are kind of, the one thing people are focusing on is this money that he got, this $30 million or whatever the fuck, which seems so small potatoes in politics. It's because it is. Fucking Joe probably earns more than that in yeah. a year. Uh, so people are kind of, that's hurting him a little bit of like, just admit that your son embezzled a little bit of money overseas. Like, they ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, well, I, I think he was on the board of a company that got a contract. Yeah. That shit happens 
I think all the time. All the time. Yeah. But I think Trump wanted people to focus on the crack and the coke. Like, I think he wanted to make it look at his drug addict son embezzled money for drugs. Yeah. And I think most of the country, either out of sympathy or just not giving a fuck, is just like, dude, my friend is a crack addict. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I got a crack addict living in my basement right now. I don't think it worked every month. Another thing that didn't work this time, they didn't have a third party candidate. Like a Jill Stein out there, I think that 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 didn't really quite happen. Well, there's your Joe Gergensen or whatever and, and, the fuck and his the, name is. They also didn't have a. Uh, uh, I think the foreign influence, which I think is obviously happening, it doesn't seem to be as pronounced as it was in 2016, or as jarring. Look, they're making love, but, but the the voter suppression that is their only way to do it. This that is, is their only way to do it. We got us here a yep. cable TV sex scene. Absolutely, this is real steamy. <laughs> With candles and Kenneth Branagh yeah. on the bottom card. You know that pass that face. where they passed the post that was supposed to mean something. Yeah. <laughs> this is the transition from lust to love. They're making love now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think that the voter suppression thing is definitely a. a, a they're going to be in full force with that. Uh, they're already starting the legal. Dude, they're burning down voter bo- b- boxes out here. Yeah, or putting up fake ones too, aren't they doing? Yeah, yeah well, uh, there's been a couple stories where they just throw like a lit cigarette in the box, and it, the fire department finds it with smoke billowing out of it. Yeah, well, you know, but those votes get you can find out whose ballots those are, and they resend them ballots. I think that's another thing too. Is I think Trump's annoyed at how <clears throat> they're on it, like all the things that are fucking up these online votes. They're just resending these ballots. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think it's. You know, we will see. I think yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it plays. Listen out. to me, I, all confident. I, well, I, I just hope next I just, week we'll be fucking. It'll be President Trump again. No, I just, I, I really hope it's. Not. That's more interesting to me. Is the next time we do a podcast, the world will be different. Well, we'll certainly have, a, or well, the same, and it'll be different because that means is, we're locked in. Here's my prediction. Uh, we can come back and we play it. My prediction is we won't know by a week from today uh, that, that the legal machinations will be going on. The only way I see that not happening is if it's such a landslide for Biden where it's just like, okay, I literally can, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. The He's, beautiful blue wave. That's you know. one of my favorite things lately. You know how Trump calls everything beautiful? Yeah. I could be in a beautiful room in the White House because he would never sit. He rips out Helen Bottom Carter's heart. This is well, how it ends. Well, yeah, because they fucking killed the kid. Yeah. Helena Bottom Carter and old Branny are, <laughs> are the pieces of <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my oh, body double. No, but go ahead, though. <laughs> um, I wasn't important. Just no, for, no, no. I want to hear because you were making a good point there, I think. about, about, about what, what was I saying? About Biden and, and the election, what's going to happen. The I think it's going to be kind of a litigious thing. We don't, we're not going to really know. But oh, uh, it's I'm a beautiful, just, it's a beautiful thing. The beautiful, oh, yeah, how yeah. he says beautiful that yeah. like Trump can't gr- grasp like being in a drab room. Like he thinks it looks <laughs> bad on him that like if he was just in a regular room, he's such a, a weird... very beautiful room in the White House. It's the same. They look the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. He redesigned the whole White House, didn't he? Yeah, who knows? I think you have some say over that. He you had gold. He that? had like God. I guess he likes gold. Oh. He likes like gold plated shit. It, 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 it's so gaudy. It's so it's so it's garish. So Long Island. It is a caricature of, of of a wealthy person. That's what that, that's part of the reason why this is such an epic weird experience. And what a con man he's like is. rich knickknacks. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's he's got it's, he's got the rich version of those knickknacks who are like putting pants on those like porcelain fucking children <laughs> that are like in play positions. With a buckle on on their shoe. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, you know, I think that I mean, he's got garish taste. He's a clown, but he's fighting for his life or for his survival because I think the state of New York is going to bring his ass down. 
you know. Oh, yeah, this oh, is Oh, dude, he's about to chop her fucking... Oh, he's going to Frankenstein her. Yeah, exactly, to bring her back. Is she going to be the bride of Frankenstein? Was That that yeah. was their play, probably. Probably, yeah, yeah. That, that would be the... Yeah, this is going to happen. Oh, yeah. He they, just has meat cleavers and shit. Dude, like, he does it so quick. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens. The, the, the internet was not around at this time, meaning no. 1994. I mean, <laughs> and we're pretty deep. I think you can oh, probably yeah, like find you can probably find someone who, within reason, knows how to reanimate a corpse. Like who will watch this and be like, "This is not correct." Wasn't there a thing in Russia recently where they that they, they had a bunch of earthworms that had been frozen in some ice for twenty or forty thousand years, and they thawed it out, and two of the earthworms came back to life. That's they were moving around and stuff. They had they, they, they had sent well, their crude rudimentary Let's put those brain. Earthworms and, and a human. And just see what <laughs> they make do. Make it possible. But anyway, see folks. what it does. Yeah, we're gonna fucking tail out of yep. here. Good time. Uh, see you next week. Uh, yep. Vote. Love you. Vote. Do whatever. Or don't vote. It's up to you. You're a dick, but do whatever. All right. See you guys. Peace.